0: So you want to do a show? Uh, yeah, um. I mean I can't hear it, but I guess we're gonna do it. Okay, well it's. Oh, right now. Oh, give me to walk you through everything. <laughs> you right right now song?
1: is the hooray for Hollywood song. Playing the music has just started crushing it. You know, oh, is it? Yeah. Is that what the kids so go are ahead and get it? that get that oh. excited smile on your face that you always get. You know what? Actually, I'm enjoying not wearing not headphones. No. But the headphone things are weird because I. I mean, for me, I'm just so. Well, I got you kind of used to it too. It's not. Necessary, I guess if you're not really in charge of anything. Are you? Are like you as are as you, far as, I'm having do? my own podcast. So I'll be back. I was going to say, second, you seem me. like you're yelling. Are you yelling? Am I, exam- I don't
0: know. Am I? I can't. You're the one who can
1: John, hear. John, I'm the only one with headphones on right now. <laughs> Apparently, they're noise-canceling headphones. Oh, are they? Is that what they are?
0: Oh. You weren't, you know what?
1: The music is probably just cranking, and I, I'm
0: just. Oh, you know what? That's exactly probably what <laughs> Can I be honest with you? Like, I'm, I'm just over. No, don't be honest. You. You're over what? I, I'm just over kind of. Uh,
1: like trying to get the right levels and oh well, okay, you know what I mean. Like after the well, no, 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 because like, there's a, a program that takes sound. care of it. No, the pro- there's a program that takes care of it afterwards. And I just, I guess I just get. I'm so. Oh, well, I want to. I want to get so popular that like you know these other shows where they have a guy that's like I'll take care of everything. We yeah, we I might. want the I could take care of everything guy, but then. Which we had for a little while, right? We had "Welcome to Hollywood Anonymous." By the way, I'm Brian Irwin. No, I'm John Huck. I we had we had the guys over at All Things Comedy for a while, and the weird thing about that is when for me is that having done it for so long, I'm never quite fully also comfortable with somebody else doing it. It's like that weird thing you want it but you're not comfortable.
0: Yeah, with it. no, I hear you. We might be able to jump on somewhere. We yeah. I did I sent you that paperwork solely so, so I
1: don't have to push buttons.
0: Well, maybe no. Not really. It would, um, it,
1: if, it, if that's the only reason why they were selecting people, we would have been selected a long time ago
0: for <laughs> partnerships.
1: Anyway, the music is no longer playing, just to keep you in the loop. Oh, thank this God. Is a, oh, no, okay.
0: Just to keep our listeners
1: listening. Yeah, and also, everybody, God had nothing to do with whether the song was up or down. Oh, sorry. Right, right, right. But you can thank him. Um, he just didn't really... I actually did it myself.
0: Uh, big news for a past... Well, not really big... I mean, I don't know. I think it's big news. It's exciting for me. Uh, past guest we had, J.R. Reed. Okay. who was uh, Lee in the this... Ten- so let's it This Just In. This Just In. This, this goes along... Well, it, it's not really Just In. Right now it by is, because I don't this, know what you're talking about. By so. the time this airs, the tour will be over. But oh. um, J.R. Reed uh, got... Trainwreck is back together. Oh. The band he had with Kyle Gass from Tenacious D. Uh, J.R. was Lee in the Tenacious D movie. He's the Lee they sing about. He's mm-hmm. their fan from the show. And then he started a band with Kyle called Trainwreck. And we were talking about... Last time JR was here, he was talking about how the band had broken up and how it was kind of, you know, he was he was he was kind of sad about it because it was such a it's such a fun. He plays like a, basically they're all characters, you know, they're this country rock hillbilly band and they like JR plays a guy named Daryl, but th- at the same time they also recorded an album. They like make you know it's musical for sure, mm-hmm. uh, and they they've been doing a tour all down uh, California, the coast of California. They're ending. The last show is in L.A. We'll be in a couple weeks ago at this point when you're hearing this. But uh, I am actually going tonight to Ventura because I have to go to a uh, a wedding tomorrow of another past guest. Uh, Sean Green is getting married.
2: Oh, congrats. A guy I do
0: Sean's sports show with. Mm -hmm. Um, If you haven't seen that, you can see that on the stream.tv. Um, But yeah Sean's getting married To Tess Barker Who we haven't had on But is uh, also a comedian And on it. Can you work on that During the vows Yeah Anybody see why These two shouldn't be married Yeah well one Tess hasn't done my podcast Yeah Just throwing that out there I mean because I figure I'm not going to get another chance So if you don't mind Brian And then you come running in With the gear And then we get up there And set it up In the middle of the vows Doing our show And then at the reception
1: And it's like uh, Everybody's doing their speeches You get up again You're like once again I just want to
0: Start doing my podcast
2: Yeah yeah. (laughs)
0: That's what I'm going to do during my speech. I always joked with uh, Nicole that like I go, "Okay, so at the re- after dinner at our wedding, I want to be able to I'm going to record 45 minutes for my new album called I <laughs> I bet you wish I wasn't doing this." <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I also
1: found out that uh, Aaron Hayes oh is uh, doing a 10 episode spin-off of Children's Hospital that'll be on Netflix. Oh, She's yes. going to be um, She's going to be uh, uh recording filming that recording filming that soon um, uh, so that that's coming Is out Is it with Adult Swim? Uh, it, I don't know I mean we all know it's on Netflix it's going to be a Netflix Oh show. Netflix yeah. Wow, I don't know if it's been announced or not. So we may be announcing something that has, but I, but
0: the point is, it's happening. That's awesome. With
1: another former guest, obviously Rob Cordry is uh, uh, is crea- going to creating that. I was going to say,
0: is he executive producing or is he yeah. going to be on it? Is I, that I
1: don't know. Blake Downs. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I think I uh, I don't, don't want to I don't actually. Uh, The concept is very funny, but I don't know if I'm allowed to tell. So I'll find out. Maybe we can share it in another
0: thing. Or have Aaron back on eventually. Yeah. Talk about it when it starts there. Yeah. Promote it to our fives of listeners. Yeah. But that's uh, big news. So I got J.R. Reed back in Trainwreck. Aaron's got a show coming out on Netflix. Sean's getting married. Sean's Sports Show is going to be coming back shortly after that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't we don't do enough. I think we always forget to do follow-ups on some of
1: our guests. You know what's funny is so Jeff Casteles, you know, a long-time friend Jeff, yeah. he was head of Electra Records, blah blah blah. You know, he's back to just doing management now. Oh. And uh we were hanging out the other day and I he made some posts. I don't see him. You know, it's like everything in life. You don't see people all that all that often. And he made some posts about vi- the Violent Femmes, and I was like, "Dude, do you are you do you manage the Violent Femmes now?" He's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "It's pretty
0: sweet." Really? Yeah. Well, dude, they play L.A. sometimes, don't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We should go see them. Sure, absolutely. I mean, that's the nice thing about going to see Trainwreck tonight. I'm like, JR's putting me on a list, yeah. and I get to go backstage <laughs> and hang out. I will say that that was one
1: of my, one of my best moments when I did work in, in radio. One of my claim to fame mm. was that the Violent Femmes... I got that out of the way. Yeah. For those of you who may be millennials and have absolutely no idea who we're talking about... There are people that them. might not know, huh? The Violent Femmes... Um, Who uh, many bands Green Day Offspring Have attributed These are bands From the 90s Have attributed The Violent Femmes Like you know Like every every band's Got their influences Right Sure Uh, They influenced
0: A lot of A lot of bands
1: they were discovered in front of the Oriental Theater in uh, in uh, the East Side called of- called uh, Asian
0: American Theater. Is that what it is now? I nice don't
1: chance. know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, in in uh, in Los Angeles, I mean, Los- in Milwaukee, uh, by the Pretenders. They were playing out front. They're a three piece band. They
0: were playing out front of a out, Pretenders out, concert. Yeah,
1: and the Pretenders happened to stop and watch them for a while, and that was kind of the the beginning of their 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 uh, acknowledgement that, as a band, right? So isn't that anyway. Amazing? Uh, the point was they, you know, they had that hit, that huge album, right? That everybody loved, right? You know, let me go wild, blah blah blah, and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, they never got airplay in Milwaukee, so they had they had a, an unwritten rule that they refused to play Milwaukee anymore because no local stations would support them. Oh wow! So they boycotted for their hometowns, home, home, and, and so when I. When I eventually got enough power and influence, at, which sounds way more impressive than it actually was, but when I was doing promotions and programming at LUM in Milwaukee, I said, you know, um, we should get the FEMs back. We should play them. We play them enough on the rotation. Let's play them more. And let's bring them back. And we yeah. did. We, I, we brought them back, and I got to bring them up on stage. It's at uh, the Marcus Amphitheater, you know, where Summerfest is held.
0: Yeah, 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 brought, yeah. Brought them up on stage, brought them back to Milwaukee. It was That's the first time awesome. I in a long time. So, so you went out there, and you were like, ladies and gentlemen, the Violent fabs.
1: And then I left the stage, and then their banner came down, and then they came out. There had to be distance between me. Right. The, the one thing I will say about them, and they were super nice, and obviously they did it, but they were not, they were that anti establishment. They didn't want to be sponsored by anything corporate. So right. they were like, listen, you can do it, but there needs to be separation between yeah, like a minute you, your radio station banner. Our banner is going to go over your banner. We're going to play and all of that. I was like, dude, whatever you this want. This
0: place is going to sell out. So, yeah, um, go crazy. Of course. Whatever I thought you, you were going to say that they went out and then after you introduced them, they were like, ladies and gentlemen, Brian Irwin. And then you came back <laughs> out and you sang a couple of their number one tunes with them.
1: But I can't remember if we've ever talked about that. that was that moment that I realized, like, what these guys feed off of because there, I don't remember, I don't know what the amphitheater f- fits, maybe 24 but or 28,000. Yeah. And when you say, are you ready for the Violent Femmes? And you feel this rush.
0: When you're, the hair on the your wave, arms blow, yeah, blows back because be, it's so loud.
1: Because it starts from the back, right? It's like if you see the wave at a the stadium. Drunk, the starts, drunkest
0: people are in the back.
2: Yeah, in the
1: grass, right? <laughs> yeah. Lawn seats. Yeah. And it just a wave comes in
0: and you realize,
1: oh, this is what they feel. And they didn't even care about me. I just felt
0: that you you passed them like a fart in the wind, man. Yeah, it was. But that's that.
1: I, that was one of those moments where I fully understood what it must be like to be on a stage and have that many thousands of Dude, people just like just to go to the
0: front row. Like I, I went to uh, Eminem and Kiss uh, and Bush played some crazy festival out in the Inland Empire, and my buddy uh, worked for Schecter Guitars, so he was like, "Hey, I got to take a guitar to Paul Stanley. Do you want to go?" and get, go see this show. And I was like, yeah, I love Eminem, you know, kiss. I had never seen, I was like, yeah, I'd love to see this. So we ended up like we went, we were backstage sort of, we gave the guitar to the guy who was taking it to Paul Stanley. <laughs> then we walked around and we walked, there was, there was uh, like, f- like barriers uh, dividing the crowd. And then there was a cable run in the middle of the, like the, all the cables that were feeding all the electricity that were going. We walked on the cable run, all the way to the front when Eminem was on (laughs) and just to turn around and be able to see that many people all like, yes, we love you. It was crazy. Like, it was part terrifying and part like fantastic and then just to be that close, like literally the hair on my arms was blowing back from the amp from the sound. I'm like, this is, I should probably have earplugs in. Like, yeah. that was probably the, one of the dumbest moves. And then Kiss came out, and we stood there for, like, three songs, and then we kind of cruised around to the side. But it was so funny, because Kiss wouldn't go on before Eminem, and everyone was clearly there to see Eminem. So by the time Kiss went on, a lot of people had left. But that was the story I told when Ryan Brown was on, and he met Doc McGee. Yeah. And he was like, can you take a picture of us? And I said, yeah. And then he got the picture. Doc ran off into the crowd after the photo, and he got the picture back, and it was like Ryan next to my thumb.
2: <laughs> I felt right. so bad about that's that. Right.
0: He's like, dude, I asked you to do one thing. Uh, I'm like, yeah, thanks for the ticket. The classic, horrible friend. Friend, <laughs> picture taker. That's, that's funny. Yeah. It's a bunch of news about past guests. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I'm sure there's more, but you know, we'll have to. We used to be better about that.
0: Yeah. I, Jeff I, Cooper's yeah. got another novel coming out. He does, yeah.
1: Yeah, we just saw him at People, the well, party. It
0: makes me wonder what I'm doing. I acted as a featured background with Colin Hanks yesterday.
1: foreground or background?
0: I was behind him when he asked me a question, and I went, "Uh." And that was it. was it. A commercial? No, it was this thing for Amazon. It'll. I'll be able to talk more about it later.
1: Okay, you're not allowed to talk right now. According to NDAs and all, that's the top secret stuff. But it was
0: really, yeah, I'm being totally serious. It was really fun. It was really fun. All right, super nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Does he
1: respond to Hanks just like his dad does? I didn't check that you didn't you didn't go didn't deep you didn't go Thanks. you didn't no. go deep on it no do you want to bring in the guest
0: uh yeah we have a very special guest today Aww. today on a very special episode of the hollywood anonymous <laughs> because podcast. this is very
1: close to the party you grab the mic
0: there yeah You're, uh, uh, our bring guest in. today bring is in. Do it. is uh none other than brian irwin's father Mr. Irwin, Jack Irwin, Jack Irwin. I was I was starting with Mr. Irwin, showing respect. We don't use that in our you family. Really, respect? Did you <laughs> respect? No, I mean respect, the Mister, the Mister, the Mister part. Now respect, we do have. Brian didn't. Call, Brian called you Dad, right? He didn't call you by your first name. Uh, I do kind. Of, well, I mean, now you know. now there's a difference. But like when you're young, you weren't like, hey, Jack. One of those burgers going to be done.
1: No, I you know, and I, you probably don't even remember. I don't know if you know this or not. I, I do every once in a while call my parents Jack and Edie, which is funny because my youngest son calls me by my name, but because but my situation was different because he was told by his mom if you keep saying dad, he's not going to answer. So say Brian, and you'll get his attention. But it's funny; it drives some purists crazy. They think it's so disrespectful that my son. Is calling me by my name and not, Dad. And I, I've called him by his name. Well, mostly when I was older, not when I was a kid. But he never cared, and neither did my mom. They never. I'm assuming he didn't care, unless you're going to tell me something different now, Dad. I don't know.
3: No, not at all. Actually, <laughs> you and Joe, call me
0: Jack. You know my his brother Joe. Well, uh, older brother, right? Older yeah. brother. Yeah. The, I'm the youngest, so everything. Yeah, everybody's every, older. Any reference, yeah. everybody's um, older. <laughs> Joe's <laughs> a cop, right?
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, right. Was it? Yeah. I don't know what well, he's called still in now. Law Detective. He retired from
3: Milwaukee. Okay. After 25 years, and is and, uh, I, what is and he classified as? Well, he's a lieutenant. Actually, it's a it's, it's a still police tra- department. It is It's police a police department. department. Yeah. It, it's part of the uh, um, uh, university um, Marquette Marquette University in Milwaukee. Oh. they have I understand over 50 people.
1: They um, actually, I didn't know this, but Marquette, the uh, um, Milwaukee city. Police Department does not handle that area. He does. Hmm. I didn't know that. I, but but yeah. here, the bottom line is, and I'm sure my dad would, would agree with this, one of the reasons why he took it is a little bit less stressful. <laughs> yeah, right. college he wanted out of, eggs. out of the... Plus, um, policemen get to retire younger than the average person. So. He went
3: out with full retirement after 25 years. The problem he found in Milwaukee and so many of the big cities is, is the politics. You know, these yeah. guys are professionals trying to do their job. You have the politics within the cities, and then you've got... And I'm, I'm not anti-media at all, but there's been a lot of media against, you know... Anti-police. Things that have to do that make you think that they're anti-police. They're not, but they're they're... They're using things
1: that happen and, well, uh, it should be anti the person that's committing the, the crime right, at the moment. I'm right. I mean, uh, not the crime, but even if it's a bad yeah. police officer, they should be anti that person. That person. It's individual, not it's all police. individual. Yeah. It's right. individual. We that's have like, a tendency to make that mistake. But it's like Stanhope
0: going, world. "Yeah, you support the troops," and everyone clapping. He goes, "Yeah, no, I do it individually based on if they're pieces of shit or not. It's yeah. like I'll support you if you're a good person and I like yeah. you, yeah. but not if I, you suck." <laughs> you yeah, know? there
1: are there are bad people in every profession. Like that book that just right. came out about. Uh, uh, Aaron Hernandez, the guy that was the tight end, yeah. That for the was Patriots, a book up- came out about him. I didn't know that. Yeah, because you know the thing. He, the thing is, again, are all football players bad? No, but he was a bad seed, and Dude. they even said in college, his college coach in that book said, "Yeah,
0: don't told people, stay don't away from him, stay yeah, away from that. him, don't
1: draft him. He is bad news, and he ends up becoming a murderer."
0: Yeah. And his coach yeah. said... Ends up. Stick. He was probably already a murderer. Well, that
1: was what they believed. They believed he actually... He, they, well, I don't know if his coach believed that, but there were rumors that he had already killed people in his youth. And, it, and he was just like, this guy just reeks of bad news.
0: Yeah. Stay away. him.
1: And they, and they didn't. And, and the funny thing about him, though, is that he came from a rich family. It wasn't like he was one of these guys that came from like the hardened streets. Like He actually came from a good family that and whatever it doesn't matter anyway i'm i'm, I'm spiraling out of control yeah, back uh, to my
3: dad right. Yeah. well actually and to my, my good son good cue dad the son the one that was in the uh, you know the police force 25 years never used his gun
1: and they talk about police officers That's not true dad well, I mean, he pulled out on a raccoon once in Janesville, Wisconsin. Oh, well, I they, know, but I mean, in terms listen, of listen, those guys can be dangerous. I don't those mean raccoons. they are, but they, they, they
3: make the it sound weird, like they're all cowboys and they're you know they got their guns out all the time.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, and he was, and he never told us a lot about what he did, especially when he was on the street. But uh, there was a lot of harrying expense, expenses. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah.
0: they're, they're probably because uh, <laughs> like, there's a lot of planting of evidence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, experiences <laughs> is what I want to yeah, say.
3: Yeah, yeah. But you know, reason I'm here, I'm a birthday present. Yeah. See, and and I've uh, way up yeah. in northern Wisconsin, and uh, where at? Where at in northern Wisconsin? Uh, in the little town of Hazelhurst, 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 Wisconsin, which is. Near Monaco, which is a big town. Yeah, John
1: yeah, went to school in yeah. Ripet. We rip I, I went
3: to
0: school in Ashland. Ashland. Oh, Ashland. oh,
1: you were way
3: up there. Way
0: up there. That's and I used to... As far up as you can go. My aunt and uncle and now my cousin owns um, the Pinewood Country Club in Harshaw.
3: Yes, that's yeah. not too far. I well, right. And asked, we used right? to go up there for that's summer the vacation and we would
2: yeah. go to Monacoa and exactly. Waters. Spa- well, then you know where I love
3: that area. just down the road from Harshaw. Yeah, I love that area. I knew some people that lived in Off County K. Yeah,
2: I'm actually
1: surprised how many yeah. people are familiar with Minocqua with Minocqua that, that are not necessary because somebody always has family from somewhere that they visited Apparently, Paul you know, Bunyan's
0: restaurant yeah. and the Minocqua Bats are two things that yeah. like, you're just like dude if you've seen them once you're like no yeah that weird you eat at a big long table right. with everybody else out of tin plates and shit and you're like ugh well, the thing is, if I, if somebody said to me,
3: where are you from? And I say Hazelhurst, right. yeah. and I say close <laughs> to Manaqua, oh, I've yeah. been there, or I know as someone from there. As soon as you say yeah. uh, it was funny because listening to the radio, I, I don't know where it was one time, and they were talking about that, and they referred it as M- Miniqua, you know, because if you read it, you well, don't it's, know because there's yeah. a Q in there. But maybe it's,
1: that is. But maybe that is the proper well, way. Because it been is but yeah.
0: If you if you watch the movie Starman, yeah, uh, they, he lands. Shawmigan National Forest is up in like the Ashland area, right, right. And they call it Chequamegan or some they crazy. They don't. They well, they you know, even it. for
3: if you look at it and you see yeah. it written, you're not sure how to pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, I
0: mean, well, what, that's what, the, that's like Marge Simpson saying "Run like the wind" and Lisa going, "It's wind." She goes, I don't know. I've only read it in books. <laughs> Well yeah. that well what was it in uh um
1: uh, uh the I forget what the thing was where uh, Alice Cooper says in uh, Milwaukee uh,
0: <laughs> Milwaukee yeah in Wayne's World Yeah he's like actually it's pronounced Milwaukee yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah um so anyway yeah so northern Wisconsin is But, yeah. uh,
3: but as as I was oh, saying the
1: gift I am a, I am a uh, that's right uh, he's the gift
3: Well this I guy am, you
0: don't I go am, off track was a I birthday like the
3: present because Natalie you my know, my Natalie wife, lives wife uh, b- by the way, who's the never owner listened, of the podcast. And who's never listened to the show.
0: But no. she's checked in on video.
1: She's checked in I the camera's actually off today. Right. She can't look in. And uh. she
3: she called us and she wanted to surprise Brian, Brian for his with and this was kind of not exactly estimate, but when you're looking at you know thing. getting reservations on, on the planes, whatever. Well, I was flown out and I flew what well, they used to call it first class. They called it uh, premium and what I realized premium is it's the seats are like they used to be in airplanes
0: <laughs> the seats are used to how they used to be in, coach. in a way right. when right. I was
3: in the business world and I flew a lot when I worked for Western Publishing in Racine Racine Wisconsin, Wisconsin um, did a lot of traveling and that's when you over a period of years you you realize the seats were getting narrower and closer
1: Hey, didn't and, you sit up? Uh, didn't you fly on a plane, the double decker? They had the piano and the bar and stuff like that. Did mm, you ever been on one of those? No, I, well, I was. I once, once. I, I, I was, always thought those were fake.
3: So that really does no, exist. No, not anymore. What, that was the big seven, forty-seven, whatever. The they were monsters. One. In fact, I had gone out. I was in New York on business, and my next, I worked. I was a. Um, Creative support to the commercial division of Western Publishing. Most people think of Western Publishing as little golden books, ah, and that's who they were. But they had that a was their money maker. They had a commercial division because they had printing. We did everything.
0: The little golden books were like kids' books, right? Right, no, right. Yeah, the
3: pokey little puppy. Yeah. What was uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Random House bought. They had the, they had the when, spine was like when the they gold. left the business gold.
3: world. Uh, Random House took over. A, I'm sure bought out that part of it, but we also manufactured. We had you know the complete thing, but manufacturing the product when you weren't when the presses weren't running, what do you do? So they had a commercial division, and we went out and used and we did. uh, You did magazines, promotional, yeah, like print ads. You know anything? I've done cookbooks, magazines, uh, and a variety of things uh, for clients to help fill the presses. The problem always was. That when you had a commercial job, guess when it would hit when they wanted to run the room. So there was always that conflict in there. Yeah, know, with with the sales forces. But uh, but I I was I went I flew from I flew out of New Jersey and all Sorry the way to San Francisco on <laughs> one of the jumbos. On on the jumbo. Oh, that's that, a, that without was having very a... unusual. But but I had I was working with sales people out east and then the next
1: Job was out west. Out so, west. how big are those double decker things?
3: They were big.
1: Yeah. I mean, when I you mean, got in, no, them,
3: you could. I when I looked at it and I got inside, they said they will never get this thing <laughs>
1: off, off the ground. I've never been. What's the? I, I didn't know. They, they don't. Anymore. They
0: don't make those anymore. No, no,
3: no, they don't because I. um Not because they weren't safe. I think they just. uh It know, wasn't expensive. economical, and, it, and no, people not probably at all. Couldn't afford. I mean, they had four engines on them, and you had a uh, hundred wheels underneath there, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and but then I double mean, deck, you, a piano, a bar, you, like... Uh, up the, you know, the upper... The so thing. where
1: was it? Was it in the front of the plane? the bar? Well, the, you know that, where the pilots, yeah. where they
3: would sit? Well, you went, if you looked at that plane, it had this hump at the yeah. top. It was up in there.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. So so I've, yeah, I've seen pictures of those things. I don't think many, I've ever actually seen one. How many people could it fit, though? Oh, lots. I, oh, really? You yeah, that's know, crazy. Because it was the only time I'm, I did Like that. a couple hundred, and
3: right? That was a long time ago. But as they say, when you got... When you looked at that plane, especially when you got inside... I wonder what they do with all of them now. um, Hmm. Do you think they dismantle them? Probably they they Um. sold them cheap to South America or something. That's what they 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 now fly cocaine (laughs) bales from... (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Something like that, yeah. It was interesting. Actually, when I was in Chicago um, prior to going to Racine, and I worked in the creative industry there, and I ultimately was the vice president and manager of a studio, a major studio in Chicago... We did the, um, at one point, we did the uh, Mainliner magazine for United Airlines.
0: Mainliner. Mainliner. Like, wasn't that an interesting name? That's a real, uh, that sounds like, like heroin addicts are like, hey, can I get a copy uh, of that? Or yeah, It's that about planes. Ended, so this, oh. yeah, that probably ended in the 80s. And we produced that. And
3: at any rate, uh, this was pre-jets. And when the first jets came out, we had, a those of us involved in the project had a VIP Flight from Chicago to Milwaukee and back.
0: Uh,
2: Ooh, on the
3: what was early... like a twenty-minute
2: flight? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it
3: was a uh, a seven. What's the first ones they came out with? A seven. Please prepare for takeoff. It was just a seven. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> the, it was the one with the big engine in the tail. Part, you know. Yeah. Wasn't the biggest airline, but that was
1: that was the jets came in.
3: Wow. And, uh, so so to, to go, I back... was
1: there. So to go, that's go awesome. Back, though. Yeah, see, he was. That's, well, he's eighty-eight. Yeah. He's been. He's seen. He's seen a few things in his time. And
0: now, and you were out here for. You're out here for Brian's fiftieth. So, 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 the funny
1: thing about that was, um, we had the conversation on the last show about what you believe you did with your dad on his fiftieth birthday party. And do you remember where you said? Yeah,
0: I said we went. We took him to Fuddruckers. Yeah, because that's what it was easy to just deal with me and my brother. Like, all right, let's make make burgers, and then we. I think it was Fuddruckers, and then we came back. And when we came back, there was a sign on the a garage door that said "Nifty, Nifty, Look Who's Nifty." Yeah. And yeah. then my all the neighbors and relatives and stuff were hanging out in the house and out in the yard. And so yeah, we, actually, they yeah. might have all been downstairs, and then they all said surprise or whatever, and then everyone kind of spilled out into the yard. Yeah, which is so. So
1: you you kind of told that story in passing. We mm-hmm. talked about a bunch of stuff. So that day, we but uh, my actual birthday, the party was the next day of my actual birthday. Uh, you know. Uh, Elliot played baseball, coached him in baseball, which by the way- Did they was, win? No, and he was devastated. I had to talk to him afterwards. He was trying desperately to home run for me on my birthday and I didn't know that. Like I was just-
0: Oh, dude, that's nice. I was but... just
1: happy enough to be coaching him, right? And I said to my wife afterwards, I'm like, why is he so- Upset. Upset. I'm like, it was, it was fine. And she's like, y- y- you don't get it. Like he was, he wanted to do better for you. And I was like, so I talked to him. I'm like, you know, I, we had a nice conversation. I also, I did not realize at the time. He was also holding back a lot of other, like the kids had
0: to hold the secret. Which, by the way, good for them because they knew I, for a week, over a week, they knew. Holy like, shit, and not, really? And, and never, and never blew the cover. I, I, thought Natalie would be like ten minutes before, like, by the way, we're gonna. See. Well, two things. One is uh, this
3: reason this was important not only to Natalie but to our my wife and I is Brian, as the youngest I'm the of last. seven, yeah. was the last one to turn fifty, and yeah. for us. Knowing my wife, especially that you know, the youngest child is 50, 50 years, years old, old yeah. and you know, our oldest is 60 and you know, o- older than I was when I retired. Wow, it, 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 that's interesting! But, but the other thing was one uh, just prior to this, Brian calls me and he's work he's asking me a question. Oh, well, it was about the uh, the bolts out here. You wanted to, uh, I was asking you some questions, I was asking I, well, you, me, know, and I, on the phone, I'm you know. Instead of saying, "Well, wait, I'll be there in a couple of days," right. <laughs> we can take don't, care of don't it. Don't touch it. I'll come and <laughs> no, help you with it. I, we're talking about, you know, how he can do this, and I'm trying to give him some some tips, and I'm just looking, holding oh my, my oh, tongue, you know, it. And So, it, so between you a, and the kids, you had to was like really a perfect fight opportunity for it to sl-
1: right. It, it, so they set this up really well, though. Never so did. they before he got on the plane, they knew that they they intentionally called me from my sister's cell phone because they weren't at their own. Saying happy birthday with him still in. It was Wisconsin in Racine,
3: just before I left for the airplane or per, airport. Yeah, so, so
1: they set it up.
3: That's I, a nice mystery. I'm, I'm in
1: Wisconsin. Yeah, the thing is, they all went to great lengths to trick me, not realizing I was never. They all thought. <laughs> In one point like that, I had figured any of this out. I you, had not figured out. You had even thing. said
0: she tried to throw you a she threw you surprise. Your mom tried to throw you a surprise party that didn't go well. You told Natalie to never throw you a surprise party. So after you and I talked, and I
1: decided to have the party, then she had to call my parents. Like that's how quickly she put this together.
0: Oh, because you were, yeah, that was like a week. And you were yeah, like, so gonna, I think was, I'm going to let her do something. She didn't for me. do anything.
1: Yes. So once I said yes, then she put this whole process together. My mom, unfortunately, couldn't come because she had some back problems, and flying now is a nightmare, even for anybody. Dude, it's, first
0: age. of all, it's a nightmare for me. So well,
2: I can what imagine. happened,
3: too, is she, uh, Natalie, worked through uh, my daughter, Mary. Uh, she texted her because she didn't want Brian to know that she was in con- would be in contact with us in any way, shape, or form. And then Mary, you know, worked at, and contacted us and said, would you be willing to go? And initially I said "I said to my wife, and she who? said...
1: Who's Brian? Right, Brian, my dad Brian said. who? He yeah. said,
3: she said, <laughs> uh, okay. And then the next morning after she slept on it, she said, I can't go. But I, you have to understand, we're... In her 80s, and she has, you know, she had seven children. She said, "You know, Uh, this is what I went. You don't have to explain shit to me." Like, I, I I got some problems where you cannot sit for four or five hours in an airplane. Uh, Yeah, and even in, even in premium, even when when I realized what premium was, unless you can get that lay down flight where you you know how far back the seat goes in premium, uh, half half a centimeter. Yeah, yeah, isn't crazy. No, I'm not complaining. Because they really take care of you. You know, you 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 know as soon as sit down and they're offering you a drink. Yeah. And while I so was are hammered standing when he got after out there waiting to get in. And and then when they feed you, they put a tablecloth. They actually on. feed you. Yeah. They, 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 they a sit tablecloth, down. you get a big coming cloth, into the- napkin. You get you know special food and then also
1: offer you a drink again. What would you like? And I was, uh, you're rubbing, it in. just you know I have only ever flown coach my whole entire life, so you could stop that. Well, me I too. Cry. Oh, okay. But
3: I but you know I'm all I'm saying is that's how that's what he was so excited. You're actually paying for, if yeah. you will, yeah, because it's it it does cost a little more than the regular.
1: Yeah, That's yeah the whole point.
3: Well, then my wife saw on on the, an ad for Southwest for. Like $69 or something. She said, no, look, you could have done that. Well, no. I you could have I,
0: done uh, that, but you also you know could what? have, like, wa- or, like, taken a bus, <laughs> like... Look, I fly, we fly with our family. We fly Southwest all the time,
1: and it is great. I cheap, love Southwest, but, but that's not... I've it's it's not straight, done
0: it in the past. Yeah. But, uh,
1: it's a straight-up war zone to get on those things because you're competing with everybody for seats. It's and not so for it's, someone in... If you, don't, and
3: if you end up in the middle seat with a yeah, couple yeah, of uh, yeah. chubbies on either side of you, <laughs>
1: you're, in, <laughs> you're, in, all right. you're
3: in trouble. You're in know?
2: trouble. So...
1: All right, 88. <laughs> all right, so... Anyway. Yeah, but he's right. Yeah. All right, so... So the point is, they they sing Happy Birthday, right? And they, and that was the setup. We go play baseball, and Natalie's like, oh, we're going to go out to dinner later. It's a surprise. We're not going to tell you where we're going to go. And then, some, <laughs> and I can't remember why. Oh, so then my niece and nephew decided to come up. So she says, well, this is the plan. We have to change the plans of where we're going to take you. We're going to take you to uh whatever, sushi or something like that. So we're going to. Let's just uh, go to Fuddruckers, and the kids are like, "Let's just go to Fuddruckers." And I, I don't know, everyone, and I just started laughing. I didn't say anything; I just started laughing, and I conceded because I didn't care. Same reason, I conceded because there was kids. It, the involved. kids
0: were like, "I like it. Let's go!" Great. The kids will be in, enjoy this, so I don't have to deal with people going, "I don't like sushi. complaining." Yeah, mm. and it's like it's already going to be yeah. birthday stress, all
1: the other stuff. I was like, yeah. "This is easy." So I just started laughing because you had just said that they. To, that you guys took your dad to Fuddruckers for his fiftieth birthday, and I'm like, I think I texted it you. I'm was, like, yeah, What you, are the you,
0: odds? You sent me a picture of you guys walking in, and you were like, "This is what they. So this is what my family surprised me with." I yeah, think is what it was. Really <laughs> funny. So anyway, yeah. so we get there, I still know nothing,
1: and um, except that you're at Fuddruckers, which is I didn't know this whole time. They were they had to stall because my niece and nephew had picked my dad up at the airport. Like they they literally we're doing a lot of on the stuff fly. not realizing i was so clueless you would have just
0: didn't... been like they were like hey we're going to throw some food on a tarp can you cool yeah, yeah, eat in that I was way like, and you're like, sure.
1: no matter what time we left i was like sure i don't care like i was there was nothing nothing going on in my mind it was dead space um, cuz i still had too much anxiety about the party the next day anyway so i was like i was already moving forward past that anyway we walk in and there he is sitting at the table and of course i started crying which freaked my <laughs> kids out and then um, I started crying. Yeah, and he was on the phone with my mom because I, I couldn't at,
3: talk. Neither of us could talk. She's yeah. on the phone. <laughs> Tanner <laughs> Tanner pulls his shirt over his talk. head because
1: he's so uncomfortable. Elliot's <laughs> like, "What's are you Why okay? Like everybody like, crying. Well, but Natalie had kind of told him that there was a chance that kind of thing would happen, and I get him to understand. Like, it's not a bad crying. Right. Tanner was like, "Yeah, but." It's in public. Like he
2: was worried about <laughs> the
1: embarrassing factor of it. Well, yeah, because he's a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, mean, so that was it, and we still ate. We ate. Uh, you guys we ate, ate some burgers yeah. and Fuddies? Yeah. So that. So I just think it's really funny that Ruckers was a tie with like a weird tie the, in between.
0: The the thing that ties all fifty year old surprise <laughs> parties <laughs> really. together,
1: especially if you're from the Midwest.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, I have to tell you though, but you know his his boys, especially Elliot, were so excited about this. Yeah. And that, so we're driving from the airport to Fuddruckers and my my um, grand, Mary's kids, you know, Ben and Sabrina are from uh, San, San Diego area. So she's sitting in the back seat with, on her phone, you know, with the directions and telling uh, him where to go and how to get there and, uh, but so on the, so, Elliot calls us. He's Papa, Papa. They call me Papa, Papa, Papa. To surprise my dad, can can you uh, maybe put on an apron, <laughs> at Pud- Pudruckers and then you could surprise him by bringing our
0: food over? And he's I he's like, well, can you call Ashton Kutcher and bring a whole camera crew in and just work out a whole well, camera? Well, unfortunately, episode. I said, you
3: know, and. Unf- in fundraisers, you know, they don't deliver your food to you. Yeah, really. So then, Why I are we said, well, a waiter. unless I can maybe get behind the counter, and take orders <laughs> or something, but it's like a you visor. Know. You look but up, you are like, "Can I get so you?" So excited. He he just wanted. He kept coming up. Could we do this? Could we do that? How, he really wanted. He's to, good dude. Tell him to start
0: it. producing so hidden camera shows.
1: So great. So in conclusion, so we can just kind of talk about my dad's life. I guess what I was saying was <laughs> not that. your no, birthday. No. Well, no, but I am saying is in conclusion because John knows this. I spent a lot of time. Having extreme issues about it. In conclusion, for anybody that uh, is close is similar to me, I would say that knowing all these little pieces of the puzzle and the excitement that it brings to everybody, I get, you know if it works, it's 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 not bad. Is what I'm saying. And like listening to my all the little things that my how much how excited my kids were about being involved in some sort of of like good scam. Of like you know what I mean like the whole <laughs> yeah. trickery and stuff like that yeah so I kind of look at it and go, I go you know what man you know what it isn't just go have fun with it You yeah. know what I mean like any in, in conclusion go have fun with it you you were at the, obviously my dad was at the party you were at the party the party was, was
0: great The party was great man it was it so was so was like, fun okay and you were so worried okay. like no one was gonna like I mean you had celebrities at your birthday dude I I, I am cutting off a few friends really yeah. I told oh, oh, you that, oh that didn't that didn't show up. Or that, that I'm like, wait, everyone was really nice. Did somebody do something wrong after no, I left? Like, no, no. I didn't have I'm anything to drink, so I'm like, I didn't mess anything yeah. up.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, you could have.
0: <laughs> well, I could have. I had a dude. I ate a lot of food. I ate a, like. Well, I, I realize I have a, like a issue. I eat an was embarrassing that, amount of food. Question, was there enough, did, was there
3: enough food at the? At the, at the I'm kidding.
0: We we, we, Natalie's trying. Natalie's like, you guys all need to weigh the size (laughs) of a Kentucky Derby horse when you leave. Like, what? Like, I that. I mean, it was was, their
3: food, right? I was
0: putting that corn stuff on my hot dogs. I had like four hot dogs, and then I had like a (laughs) bunch of tortillas with like pork in it, like. My
1: dad, when he got it, goes, well, "I was flying." I'm, I'm, she's like, "It's it's kind of constipated me a little bit." And I turn him, I go, "Not for long, dad Yeah, yeah. flying it, does and, do that and, to and me. And by the too, way, though. it wasn't for long, thanks to the party food. It wasn't right. for yeah. long. It, it was it, it delicious. It was. I was gonna say it wasn't. It wasn't. It was bad party food. No, let's just say it was. Mexican, it'll get you going. It was Mexican food in and the, the old thing The, the, thing the
0: corn's always a good helper. Oh man, that stuff came out like a fist the next day. Well, traveling can really mess you up. Yeah, I'm a, re- I'm, no. a
3: reg- I'm a regular guy, and and I just, <laughs> me too. That makes me a little nervous.
0: Are you so. in the morning? You just like up up Absolutely, at like six? Like exactly. now it's time to take my dookie. I
3: mean, yeah, yeah.
0: Every morning, he like you to do. Your I, yeah, duty. yeah. Yeah, it's
1: called part of life. It's so funny that people are like really like my wife says, keep it to yourself. You know, I don't want to. Well,
0: even... You're like you do. I do. I take it to the bathroom. I'm not like doing it in the living room. Well, I like... just
1: love the fact that people to this day still pretend like they just it. It's never. It doesn't happen. It's just it doesn't exist. I'm like. It does. I, with everyone. You know when I actually got over it? Because I used to be made fun of. I used to be called the sneak-a-poop guy because I used to run in there. Sneak-a-poop. Oh, uh, Brian. Oh, sneak-a-poop? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, when you're, when you're going through your image crisis and you want to think you're the coolest person in the I don't I, take shits. Yeah, I'm cool. You, and you want to... You, you're <laughs> Right. Right? So you try to do it as fast as possible. Like, you know, you time it out so that it's as fast as, a, as if you were going pee, whatever. The point is, I had issues. My, my thing is this. It's once you have kids... And animals, oh, you're like okay. You're over that. We're all yeah. You realize everybody like, this is just, poops, and, it be, and and with sometimes. kids, and, and my dad will attest it. With kids, there is a fascination with poops and farts, and they love talking about it, and they Look, never I stop mean, talking you're about in it. you you still like to
0: talk about farts, right? Well, they do
3: that. That's uh, I had five brothers, yeah. and my mother had no daughters. You can oh my imagine, god, you can imagine what went on at the dinner and see, and back when I was a kid. You always had Sunday dinner. Yeah, and everybody was there, and uh, the convers— that's what the conversations. Uh, yeah, plop plop fizz uh, fizz. <laughs> revolved around. Yeah, and, so uh, can
1: we, we're going to jump around here, Dad, because I, I actually you, want we, you to we're talk. We're real house of pain. We're going to jump around. Yeah. <laughs> Wisconsin Badgers. I I, I want to bring something up because I, I believe that you experienced this. So obviously John is from Warrenville, Illinois, and so uh, he's obviously. Bringing, well, John, well, you can be John's yeah. from meaning you're from Illinois because you got the Cubs hat on. We talk about it all the time, but but, um, because of your age, and if I remember correctly, so he was born in 1930, which means that's during World War II. And if I'm not mistaken, wow. you guys actually had to do blackouts, correct? Because of the war,
3: well, yeah, you had to pull your curtains, to, shades down, right? Blackouts. They right, isn't that crazy? And they had and they had they had wardens, you know, that uh, would go out. People would go out
0: and check air raid wardens.
3: Uh, and if you didn't have your curtains drawn or your lights out,
0: they were know, like, "Hey,
1: they
3: let you know. What are you a Nazi?" But I grew up in, a, in, in apartments. I,
0: I did. Oh, in, really? In
1: in, uh, in, uh, in the city of Chicago.
0: Yes. Okay. I never. What? Lived... Uh, where in Chicago? Uh, north side, always. Oh, my dad lived on the south side, but he was born let me, in like 36, me so Let
3: me mention something here, which is kind of ironic. The first uh, place that I lived, I was born in a, in an apartment that with, with my grandparents owned and built. Okay, uh, And, uh, you know, as I say, during the Depression, 1930, but then the first... Uh, Place that I remember, and it was it was a a house converted with two apartments. After that, that they had also owned, and we lived upstairs, and my cousins lived downstairs, and uh, but that was um, at at Greenleaf and California. Alt- eventually, the last apartment I lived in before I, when I left for the service, and my and we bought as a family bought a home with my grandparents. I lived on Hollywood Street. See? So I grew up near Greenleaf and California and eventually lived on Hollywood All Street. in Chicago. In Chicago.
1: Isn't that interesting? That's See? And that, I had no choice,
0: is what he's that's saying. That's it. Yeah, you were destined. And if we all destiny. know,
1: if anybody knows anything about uh, filmmaking history... And they don't. Filmmaking started in Chicago.
3: Well, let me tell you about that. <laughs> Is that okay? By the way,
1: yeah. we're, <laughs> we're done with World War
3: My mother was born in 1897. She lived uh, and she grew up in Chicago on the north side of Chicago. She, uh, Her parents at one point uh, lived on Broadway where they moved the house over to Glenwood and Argyle to... Uh, because they built a theater. And this was the end of the streetcar line, which was horse-drawn in those days. So down the street from them was SNA Studios. Do you know what SNA Studios was? Uh -uh. That's where movies started. Really. And that was in Chicago. My mother said when she was a little kid, they'd be running around the neighborhood shooting movies. This would in those days they would have been silent. And, well, yeah, I mean, can we use your dog? You know? <laughs> yeah, and there was I mean, no releases, and yeah, there was no. There were like uh, old timers. Well, I don't, I don't know how many old timers are left in the movie industry. They might remember. In fact, eventually, it it became Wilding Studios, and when I worked at the studio in Chicago, we uh, we they the studio originally did filming, and then they there was some arrangement where they. No longer, they became an art studio, and they no longer could shoot film there. And then later on, they did again. We So when I was there, we were we began shooting film again.
2: And, and actual film. And, we're talking film. Yeah, actual like.
3: film. But more commercial stuff, not yeah. nothing. But they brought some people from out here. The Hollywood type. The Hollywood type. The guy that actually, um, his name was Grant something or other. He was actually a um his background was editing. Okay. But then they had somebody that had worked with Wilding Pictures Studios and he came in and they set this up. The one of the problems and then they when they did some, some film they brought a, a guy in from just in to direct and, and then sent him back. With an ascot. But,
0: I mean, you know. Hollywood, <clears throat> you got was that? So but was that like a? Were you like, "Puff, we got another Hollywood jerk off coming in"? No, not really. In
3: fact, they, they we sent up. They actually our uh, in our um, um, conference area. We wound up with the thirty-five millimeter projectors and everything because that's they were still shooting film then. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and up until we had to build. I had to since I was managing the operation. We had our own carpenter shop and everything. We did we built sets. And they, we built one of these boxes that had hooks at the top. And when they would do the the the, the negative the color negative film, he would cut and hang it, and then that would go out for the rushes and
0: come back. And so we, we all did the stuff
1: they back. don't do anymore. Uh-huh.
3: That's right. And the
0: rushes are essentially the dailies. It's uh, like the what dailies or it's whatever what and you so, shot that day that people. So could look at. Up. And we see were
3: if building doing sets right. and things and. Uh, originally it was all done for still photography uh, we did you know did work for a lot of different companies and and for agencies and where they they would need some still photography done they would
1: come come to the um, nice in, in his early years which was also big if i'm not mistaken in chicago was radio and he, did, I didn't know this, but he built a radio station, his own radio station in the basement by himself. Yeah, like, he was like a Radio Shack kind of guy. You little, know the ha-
3: little ham radio, or just oh, well, no, no, we didn't really. My brother Jim, my, he was
1: like a Radio Shack guy before Radio Shack. Remember, kids used to go to Radio Shack and buy the, the little the circuit, uh, the boards circuit boards and... and build their own stuff. That's what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah, I would
3: do that, but it was Allied Radio at, the, at that time. My brother, uh, he was just a little older than me, brother Jim. Got his education after service at Northwestern University School of Speech, and went on into radio. And but uh, didn't was, you
1: guys used to go to there was the, the live radio uh, yeah,
3: recordings? Yes, you we could go. You could go. Wa- you know, sit and watch radio programs
0: down in Chicago. Yes yeah. when radio was big, they would re- they recorded in front of a live audience, like at a theater. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah.
1: Didn't they do it? At, was it Mercantile Square? Where, where was it that they Merkin. used to do it? What is it called? There was a building down there. It was a merchant, what's the building? A merchant building? Oh, what, uh, what yeah. Called? I used to go Water Tower Plaza. No,
3: the the largest building... Um, it's mer- the Merchandise mart. Merchandise mart. And, and that's where the radio stations were. Well, it just so happened... That still exists, right? That my mother's... But you're from... Uh,
0: take that I'm from off. Warrenville.
3: <laughs> One of my mother's cousins. My mother came from the Italian side of the family. Well, there was a lot of people in, in music. But Joe Gallicchio... Who was my mother's cousin who was the music I was going to say that's musical a great director name. for nBC radio <laughs> so my brother was interested in radio, but we were little kids. He was twelve and I was ten. We'd get on a bus and go downtown Chicago. Can you imagine kids doing that now? yeah was
0: my ten year old on a bus downtown <laughs> and we would
3: go to the art Institute for free oh, art yeah. lessons and then walk over to the merchandise mart. And watch the Gary Moore show. You ever you Gary, know Gary Moore, Moore was
2: Mm-mm. Gary
3: Moore. He wound up in New York, but Gary Moore had a radio show, and because we were somehow, rather, my not me, I was I never opened my mouth in those days, but my brother never closed his because uh. he went in, as I say, went into radio, and and uh, we would go down. And the Chicago Motor Coach was was. In addition to the other, the streetcar, whatever the company was in Chicago. And we'd get on the bus, and the bus driver. Warren Hunter was his name,
0: close you, to Warrenville. Wait, he, you knew the bus driver's yeah, name? Yeah, oh well, yeah, in those days. And he <laughs> gave my brother—he's <laughs> eighty-eight, John. There was only like seventeen. <laughs> there was people like three guys world. that well, drove there was buses. you back on the bus then. way out on the
3: <laughs> north side of Chicago, and the bus driver knew you, you know, and because we <laughs> do this know. on Saturdays, he gave my brother his one of his bus driver caps. So we get down there, and next thing God,
1: after, the world has changed so much. With
3: my with my brother, his ability uh, when. Um, uh, what's his name? Moore. Um, but I just say his name was Gary Moore. Gary Moore. You see, not, you know. <laughs> Gary Moore. You know, he had a lot. Did a lot of, uh, partic- You know, audience participation. Well, guess who? Oh, man. was a participant and got to be a participant every week. Your brother. My brother. In the bus. We wound hat. up sitting with the cast. Wow. And there was the Dinning sisters who sang. They were kind of like the Andrews sisters, the, and they who had, sang uh, Boogie Woogie they Google Boy from Company B. Another guy, beef. what was his name? He played Tom X on the radio locally, and then he was uh, Curly Bradley, and he sang. He was a singer, played you know also. Well, these guys a lot of more actors, radio actors. Yeah, yeah, they did. I like, that that's was a big deal. And Gary Moore, and then he eventually wound up going to to uh, New York, and Carol. Um, Burnett, Carol Burnett oh. started out. He had a variety show in New York. She started out. He gave. She started out with him. Wow. Joey Skits, and she got your know, She got there.
0: well. She got. Now, I was at the creative arts. You know her, but
3: you don't even know Gary Moore, and he gave her her break. You know,
1: uh, and, and in a small world, just you but know. But he decided, wouldn't have well,
3: remembered me because I never opened well, my mouth. Well,
1: he would have been. He would have. What remembered. was your brother's name?
3: What was your brother's name? Jim. Jim. But he wound up in St. Louis. As Pete Martin, because they had shows, and he auditioned, and he became Pete Martin, and then this is the days when disc jockeys were big. Yeah. And he was, everybody knew, and when all the celebrities would come to town, guess who got to interview them? Pete Martin. Pete Martin. My mother was in (laughs) town with him (laughs) when Tony Bennett was there, and they went. Uh, to his hotel room, and my mother got to meet Tony Bennett. Oh. I'm glad it stopped there,
0: Dad. That I'm, was great. That was real great. It was great to meet you. Either. No, I, I'm saying he went to the <laughs> hotel room. I was like, Dad, where's the story no, but going? I mean, that's, that's, and and he, it was a key party.
3: And, and so he got to me. And so she was, because my mother being of Italian, although she was oh. first generation in Chicago, for her parents, and they did not believe, they believed in the American dream that none of their children spoke the language. They didn't speak the language in their home. Well, you said that
1: was because they felt sh- it's shame, right? Like there was a weird... Well, partly, but they also, that they... Which is sad. They, when they came yeah. from
3: Europe, they came with nothing. Yeah. And you were they were treated, when they got off the boats, they came... Uh, my grandfather was born in 1864. He came here when he was 10 years old. He came here in 1874. They got off the boat in New York and they, they did... You know, put them to work right away. My grandmother wound up in a, at 12 and a, you know, in a sewing, running a sewing machine. But they, they, and on my wife's side, it was the Irish. Well, they didn't want them either, you know. Yeah. And so, but they, you know, now you look back and you say, well, I'm glad they came. Otherwise, I wouldn't
1: have been here. Well, right. Specifically me He wouldn't be Yeah, know.
0: okay, there Well, then this podcast might not be here And
1: then where is the world And then where is the world with the podcast, yeah I was right.
0: going to say, real quick, uh, in regards to Carol Burnett And that guy giving her his start Like, what, this, it's just a testament to like No, I didn't know about that guy, you know what I mean But, Gary Moore But, when I, how long has Carol Burnett been around? When I was at the Creative Arts Emmys a couple weeks back She came out to present an award, I think standing ovation. Everybody there was, exactly. there. there's not one person who's going to go, Carol Burnett? Eh, nah. It's like, if you've ever seen an episode of the show, if you've ever seen her interviewed, if you've ever, she is like the epitome of comedy and class and just everything about her is, it's she's almost perfect. You know what I mean? I know I don't know her personally, but I've also, people that have worked with her for years and you don't, there's no way you get a standing ovation like that if
1: you're a piece of shit. Well, look at Chevy Chase complaining about the fact that nobody wants to work with him anymore because over time, people are like, done. But... Done with you. So you so you can be you can be entertaining and people can like you and you can make great movies Fletch whatever isn't and all that stuff it, it, isn't but that if you're a though, jerk if you're a jerk for too long people are done with you isn't
0: that though the same article when he went on to say Donald Glover turns himself white at, on a whim and then talks about how everybody I comedy today article, is stupid and like he hates everything Like, but he's also a is, jerk off in the article it's like dude you, no I don't want to work with you but I'm using that hence my point of yeah. like he's not going to get a standing ovation
1: yeah. anywhere
2: because no. some people no
0: dude he couldn't even get people who knew him to come to his roast, when he was yeah. roasted on Comedy Central, yeah. and yeah. you're right, like, he's a guy who has made some of the greatest comedies I've ever seen. Fletch, Spies Like Us, which was originally written for he John Belushi, a, Obviously, but, he was in Caddyshack. But he, Caddyshack, I mean, the, dude, these are some of the funniest movies, and he's a guy that, you know, most people in the business don't seem to want to pee on if he was on fire. Yeah,
1: they just, they just, he, you become gross. Some some people just never, I think, really appreciate. He was in your
0: friend's movie. He was in The Last Movie Star. Well, I was surprised when I saw that. So was I, because he has no billing, and he just shows up. He's in, like, three scenes. Yeah. And he just, he kind of, I was like, maybe this is him trying to get back in.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: work with an independent guy, and do this movie that where your part's not that big, and you're not a featured player, and... I mean, he must have agreed to do that for some reason. Yeah, I the don't money. think, unless
1: he was friends with Burt Reynolds. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I mean who know? Who knows? But yeah, no. I mean, yeah. I, but anyway, yeah. Carol Burnett. And the funny thing about Carol Burnett. I'm only familiar with... You know, a lot of my influences are because of the stuff that my parents watched growing up. That's how everybody is, yeah. Um, so it was like, you know, uh, the fact that I still listen to old-time radio is because when he was tinkering around the house on the weekends, he would, sure. ha- he would have the oh. shadow on or, the, or whatever would be yes. playing. I mean, yeah. and, I, and I didn't, you know I mean? It's like, and, and I, w- I would listen to that stuff. But at, at night, you know, when I was growing up, it, obviously it was only three channels, and the shows that were on were huge, right? I mean, they were just massive shows, M.A.S.H., Like Carol Burnett. I mean, you had to stop everything. There was no
0: VCRs or anything. You You had to to watch it so you could talk about it with other people. Otherwise, you were going to be like, I missed it. Stop everything
1: and watch it. And it's funny, when you look back on that now with Carol Burnett, how many female-run shows have happened since then?
0: I'm I'm thinking Samantha Bee. The, on TBS, and it's not even close to and that. Carol size. Burnett was what
1: the '70s, Dad? Was that when she was popular? The 70s, '70s, '80s. I mean, yes, when, yeah. that was, yeah. when that show was. When that show was. Well,
3: big. you know, it's people like her that actually made TV. Yeah. And I think that's why they people remember because without
0: her, we know, wouldn't have
3: um, like when it started out, and you know, I grew up in Chicago. You had so much local stuff, and you had people that had businesses. Uh, Jim Moran, the courtesy man, had this. Uh, you know, he Bob Rorman. sold cars, and he had this this variety show. You know, I mean, those were the they were, they became they celebrities. They sponsored the, yeah. right? Yeah, and, yeah. And but then it began when things really started getting big. And uh, and then especially in color, you know, and people like Poinette. but she was ext- she was so talented. Oh yeah, I think that's I mean, what it was.
0: I mean, you can't. And yeah, everybody talented,
3: remembers that deny. one where she was coming. You know, they were doing the um, um, uh, Tonight Show. The the the. the um, on with the wind. Oh, when she oh, comes down with the curtain, and, and she she's wearing the curtain. Oh, it's just something that was hanging around. Which what which a, is it? A- I mean. That that so there's things that, that people just never, never forget.
1: forget. Yeah, that's isn't that crazy? Like you could do something that, that 40, 50 years later, people are still remembering exactly what you did. That just Dude. that's
0: and that's like and that's one thing in a thing of a million things that she's done. And and like it, watching that show, you saw what a good like that was one of the first times you saw like they they laughed at each other, they cracked each other. Up. Oh, they we like were just talking about that, that was part of Harvey Korman, who is. Tim Tim Conway
3: Tim would he would go out of his way yeah to, to go crack off and and crack yep. them up
0: yeah and they could do that that was them having she fun would, within she, everyone else and
3: she didn't mind I mean no she, she wasn't a ball ballbuster that was what made that show because she, even though she was the star she didn't she Surround knew, yourself with people she, that are just as good like or better that than that you and really you're gonna rise your show. and Harvey Corman, I understand you know he grew up in Chicago and I think he went to the same high school I went to see.
2: Nice. San, was it so San, did San the Moor? Lone
3: Ranger, the the movie Lone Ranger, Clayton Moore. Clayton Moore, apparently, yeah. from what I understand, who played
1: the Lone
0: Ranger on the TV show?
1: Uh, no, you're, you're talking about Clayton. Clayton Moore is a TV show guy. Yeah, you're talking you about know, the original the one Lone Ranger in the movies. Whoever did it in the movies, I think it's Clayton. Clayton Moore is the
3: only one that I Might have, I think it was Clayton Moore, and I think he uh, He must. I you know, went to Sen High School in Chicago. Oh, nice, Chicago, and that you know, and um, there was. But, you know, you can think back. When my brother went to uh, Northwestern School of Speech, a lot of people that came out here and were, were famous as actors, that was where they went Stein. to school. Nice. That was known for, um, you know, for producing some, some pretty um, talented people, I guess, yeah.
1: And you, uh, when you worked at the studio in Chicago, I remember you telling me that uh, you got to work with George Carlin correct? Yes.
3: What it was, was, um,
1: we <laughs> like were look on your face, John,
3: we were, um, you know, there's a difference that we were a creative, a, a creative facility that had photography and design and kind of a one-stop shop and everything. Yeah. But the agencies, when they would create a program, they needed to go outside and buy certain things. Well it's also happened this was in George Carlin's the days when what, he was still wearing a the shirt tie? and
1: tie his so craziest this, thing was the hippy dippy yeah, weatherman was this, so would this been the 60s i guess well I
2: was, late late
0: 50s early 60s
3: i left chicago in 76 so it would it would have been back in the somewhere in the 70s probably when i was the I, at that, by that time i started out at the studio one day freelance and didn't know i wasn't supposed to come back the next day because in those days and you you wouldn't believe this because I forgot the story is so different, you know, but these guys that the guys that were managers, they go out for lunch. It there was a place called Vesuvius. You have
0: nine there. cocktails. They come back. Yeah.
3: So I come back the next day, and the guy that he said, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> well, ultimately, because I was turned out to be a working person, and <laughs> not a the guy booze that bag. <laughs> the studio somewhere down the line. Yeah. He called me in one day and said, "I want you to tell me how you would." And we were a pretty good-sized operation. How you would operate this studio? So I went home that night. I wrote this thing up, and I and I I was always in early. I put it on his desk. I was a production manager at the time, and he said. Uh, so he walks in. And he says, "This Brian might remember the studio, but it was built as a as a studio, art studio, and art and 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 production production studio building." A block long, and it had this big ramp where you came in, you walked up the ramp to the second level where his office was. And he's on the ramp, he said, Urban, where's that report? It's on your desk. So he goes back, he reads it, and he, he calls me back there, and he said, okay, I like it. Um, how would you implement this? I said, well, you know, what do I know? I said, it's probably. you know, I'd have to take some time to do this. Nope, I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> he calls these other people in, and he says... As of now, Irwin's in charge. This is the guy no. that
1: was was just showed up. And he wasn't even supposed to be there. Is now the Wham-mo. boss of the whole
3: place. Now I'm now I'm in charge. <laughs> of the, well, and I walk out of this meeting, and these guys, <laughs> and everyone's
1: like, oh, this
3: and young these guys piece of shit." They look at me and they say, "We're going to kill you." Yeah, <laughs> not bang. No, but like but we're going to bury if you. You think you're going to tell us well, what to it do? Didn't work, you know why? Because I got hundred percent support from because he wanted a change. But at any rate,
1: because I... Uh, so just to know the moral of the story, right, Dad, is that... Even
3: show up
0: supposed, even when you're not invited.
3: <laughs>
1: even when you're not supposed to be yeah. there, just keep showing up to work. Even That's when right. They didn't.
3: So at any rate, um, the, so the agency um, contracted with us, uh, our photographing department. They, wanted, they were doing some still photography using... George Carlin was going to be the spokesman for some small regional airline. Now that's what people wow. would yeah. do for money back yeah. in those days, you know. At any rate, um so at when it came time for lunch, they said that I needed to provide lunch for him. So I ordered out, and I asked him, you know, what he'd like. So here we are in this big conference room, just George Carlin and myself having lunch. He was drinking Diet
0: soda, wow, which was new at the time. (laughs) Pretty
3: straight guy, you know. He seemed to be. Little did I know that someday, you know. But we were talking. Obviously, I I would be asked to leave stand comedy, telling him, you know, because what do you talk about? You somebody? Sure. uh,
0: How your wife? How your kids? Yes,
3: back and forth. So we had a nice uh, lunch, and and I, you know, and. and spoke to (laughs) Dubb. It wasn't too long after that, though.
0: That I saw him on Carson. And he took that tie and off. he was... He was like, here's he what I don't d- like about right-wing dicks.
2: <laughs> he was
0: a totally different yeah. guy. Yeah. He'd always... like. It took him a while to find his voice, but he, that's, who, that's who he was. When you started seeing him on Tonight Show like that, that's who he was. But it's
1: interesting, though, that he yeah. was already well-known
0: in yeah, a different he was, form. he was a and comedy was duo able to, forever, and then right. split well, off. Well, you know, it's interesting.
1: Then, just recently,
3: there's a, there's a channel... Uh, up, IS us it's called Decades. It's on the uh, the ABC se- uh, portion of there, where they have with
1: high def. You know, they have more than one channel now. Mm. He doesn't and, know that. But do you, do you guys have a, one of the, a high def antenna? No. If you get one, do you, you get some really weird channels? Just yeah. Now. But
3: at any rate, they it's bizarre. They, they 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 do a lot of repeats on
1: the Ed Sullivan Show. Oh. But they
3: don't do whole shows. They just do clips. Segments. Yeah. So just recently, guess who I saw? Carlin. George Carlin shirt and tie <laughs> doing some of this vanilla that you would laugh at the kind of comedy he was doing yeah but, but they were given like way. they were given like a few minutes you know, they were out there you know yeah. bing bang boom and he said hey, give george carlin a big hand an up-and-coming comedian you know and that was it and that was the same guy that i had lunch with you yeah know? yeah but then it wasn't that long after that but it was it was funny The other, the other. um, Did Jerry West came by? The other, I was going to say. The other thing that I did one time, I had to open up the studio on on a weekend, on a Saturday. Jerry West, who at that time was playing for the Bulls, Lakers, Lakers, and Lakers were in town, and they were playing the Bulls, and he was doing something for Red Ball Express. Now, here again, these guys. You know what What's was Red, Red Ball, Ball Express? A moving company. <laughs> a moving so, company. <laughs> so I had, I had, we had a, we had a photographer that uh, uh, was from Sweden, but he was, you know, everybody had to have, studios had to have big name photographers, you know, that you sell. So they, the, again, we were doing something for the agencies for some still ads for, for, and Jerry West came in. Now he was playing that night, and so. I understand these guys are supposed to rest during the day. Well, what did he do? He's in the studio, and we set up a, um, a basketball net, and, and, he, and he was dribbling shoot and all shooting the ball. And, and, um, but I can't remember this photographer's name, but he was Swedish. He she kept saying, Dribble the ball again, Yerry, and okay, shoot it again, Yerry. And he was doing this for <laughs> hours. And I brought my son, Bill. Was able to go down, and just the two of us there with the photographer, and, and Yari Vest. And Yari West. And so, <laughs> I've never been a sport. You know. Oh, well, you weren't in a. You know he's he not big in sports, oh, okay. but not. I never was. But I so. But what I did that night, I said, I got to listen to this game. You know, I listen met, to this game. I'm. I meant uh, yeah. on radio. I met this this guy. He's he's
0: supposedly a star. You know, it had to be a big name, otherwise Red Ball wouldn't have. I mean, Red Ball Express. They would not have. Which, by the way, is what I'm going to start calling my crotch now. (laughs) The Red Ball Express. So I listened to the game, and what do I hear
3: the the announcer saying? (gasps) He looks tired. Jerry looks kind (laughs) of (laughs) tired. Honest to God, he was saying. It's like he's been shooting hoops for 10 hours today. (laughs) This guy, who is one of the the top players, he went on, you know, to be. Not only a star, but then managing and everything. Well, he, yeah. he created up all until, the Showtime until Lakers. Until yeah.
1: of, is, I don't know if he's... Is he still involved? He is. Uh, a different team, but he was the one who created all the, the well, Lakers' Well, if Jerry success, West and...
3: listens to the, to your podcast, oh, he's, okay. he's <laughs> going to say, <"Ooh>,
0: <laughs> who's <laughs> this guy? <laughs>
3: he, <laughs>
0: who, who is he... T- you know, how, what is this? That's really funny, though, that you were able to listen
3: to the game and hear the he, announcer, he, announcer be like, oh, Jerry West. West Pete looks tired. Down. You know, I thought, and I'm laughing to myself because I know why. Yeah. Because... Because he kept saying, because he had to get it, you know, you're shooting, and they would shoot with um, Tunacor Tunicore. What was that camera they all liked in those days? Because they would shoot Not the roll Sony after Red, I roll bet. after roll of film. Yeah. You know, how how do you get a good picture? Shoot a thousand shots. Yeah. That's what these guys did.
0: So it's just overshoot, overshoot, oh, overshoot, and then you, edit something out of that.
3: And, and out of that, well, you know, because we had to come up for the agency,
0: you had to come up with
1: something they would accept. Accept, you know. Yeah.
3: And it was black and white. It wasn't even in color. I don't think.
1: Oh. Yeah. Well, I, I learned that along. I remember when I would work on photo shoots uh, when I was doing location stuff, and that's when I understood the uh, fo- the uh, the photo assistant. They walked around with a garbage bag because they had to be picking up all the. They would take the photos and they would rip the thing off and they would just throw it on the ground and their sole job was just to. Well, literally pick up all of the, the film junk that was left all over the place yeah. depending on where they were shooting. Yeah, I'm sure most stuff is digital now, I'm guessing. I don't know. I haven't worked on a photo shoot in a long okay. time. Oh, no, it's all...
0: Yeah, it's all digital still, now. Uh,
1: is there no film? You can uh, still
0: do some film. You I can believe. use film. It's harder to come by and they don't use it that much. <clears throat> also, Red Ball Express, if they're shooting black and white commercials, they could have just been Gray Ball Express. <laughs> yeah, yeah. at that <laughs> point. Well, you know. Saves some money in the color. Hey, Dad, yeah. I yeah. Used to, but, but they did. But also, still, that is still a a way that people will shoot like even where you're not there's no concern about wasting film there's not a storage concern but shoot too much
3: always well, overshoot yeah, yeah. well, well shoot now as, you can the thing is as we, as we as they're paying us and and you have to come up with something that they will accept yeah and if you don't shoot enough it, well you're not going to get Jerry West in there again
1: yeah that you you, you get got
3: what you got him on that him one time you shoot shoot open 15 the studio hours of footage. for him yeah and and um, you know so i mean this was Money was spent, being spent. Yeah. Because agencies would pay you for this. They would pay pretty well.
0: So. Yeah. And, and You're like be- Don Draper before Mad Men. Uh-huh. The non-drinking version of Don right, Draper. Right, the non, yeah. Hey, yeah. I have a
1: question for you. I always remember you talking about a story, and I can't remember if I'm making this up or not. But Well, no, I mean, that's <laughs> one no, of those things, you, right, when you hear it. You hear different stuff. But a long time ago, did you, didn't you tell me that there was a, and this would have been maybe the 60s, you said there was a huge problem where a Chicago Bull wanted to move into a neighborhood and the neighborhood did not want him in there because he was African-American? Oh, that was, no, he Is did. That, am I telling a true
3: story? Yeah, no, it's when we lived but in Loveview. Was, was it a huge problem? He though, did move the, in, and the people weren't nice to him. We had, you know, it's, here began, you know, the suburbs of Chicago, Lily White. I mean, I want to be careful what I say. I'm not, yeah. I don't want to get anything, don't want to be political at all. But, <clears throat> but it was a time, you know, when did we, we moved out there. We bought our home in Glenview, Brian, I think. We moved in in the, the late 50s okay. and lived there until I moved to, '76, moved to, or to, to Racine, and I commuted, you know, initially. Yeah. And and B2 he 10. he bought not in, not on our street on Longmeadow but on the remember the Flick Park between yeah, us yeah and on the other side and I guess the people over there were not nice to him oh. we were not that way because Brian will tell you that we were we were volunteer with uh, Maryville City of Youth which was what you might consider an orphanage but it wasn't in that the kids that were there were placed there because either the Families could no longer care for them, or it was a drug situation. Yeah, they weren't orphaned, but it was better for them to be there than it was was to be at home. They were taken from the home. And we had, and so I would go there on weekends, and we also had kids at our home, and they were of all types. So they had an opportunity to be exposed to that. And what they realized, you know what? These were kids that did just like our kids, you know. They which they left is, everything on the floor. They ate everything in sight. Yeah, and they ran out and played and had a ball. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. It, that which is a and so, a real good thing to be teaching kids nowadays that there's really not. But they were they difference. were fortunate enough to have that. Yeah, and
3: I think for Joe too, going into law enforcement because you can imagine. What you went into there, yeah. yeah
1: but you, it, think of the time, yeah. And and, and what you what, what what we're talking about here is that back then you kept to yourselves. You we it, in the suburbs, it was us us white people. We stayed here. We prefer that no other types were in. When our name, right? Like so. So the limited exposure of children was just like, mm-hmm. I what you? Why are you so different? What's going on here, right? And if you have the wrong kind of parent, that's like they're different because right. they're not as good as us. Well, then you got yourself a problem. Or if you have a parent that's like, they're different because there's different people
0: in this world. And that's. People what the look world different, is. but deep down, everyone's a human being. Everybody's exactly We well, also the had same. kids from Europe, from oh, France, wow.
3: and Spain. See, here again, they're different. But uh, there's one thing I was going to mention about bringing kids into our home on weekends who are different. Uh, we have some neighbors across the street, good friends, very nice people. In fact, she, her kids. She was a she was an emergency room nurse, and she. But she also her kids were would um, uh, take um, uh, photography. You know that, you know they were registered, and uh, they get a call, and so she'd rush down and we'd watch some of the kids for her. But they at some point they were selling their home. I think Terry Brown was going to be there. Well, they're having an open house showing, and here we are across the street. We've got. You know, this... Rainbow job. of people coming right. in and out. And my, and my neighbor said, you know what? If they don't like that, I don't want them to buy our house. <laughs> and they, that's how they were. They felt the same way. Yeah, That, you know, if that's what, who you are... no, They didn't want to do that to us. They didn't yeah, put to, you across they the street from somebody. I mean, it, it turned out to work out all right. But, but, I mean, it was that's... You know, there were people like that. There were a lot of people like that. Had, we I want to
1: believe a, that the world is evolving.
3: I had a good, good friend and neighbor who um, was Nisai Japanese, and if you know what that is, they're, uh, uh, Jef, they were born and raised actually in California.
1: Oh. His family—they got interned, right? They went in the internment. were interned? Oh. And his brother
3: died in the camp. Oh Jesus! And uh, but he, they had never been to Japan. They were born and raised here, but the parents came originally from Japan. They had a business. They took everything because they wound up in the camps. Well, he worked for Mitsui, which was a Japanese firm. It was in the Time Life Building, which was across the street from the studio that I managed. And so, occasionally, Kay would run. His name was Kay Harada. His wife was Ray. She was born and raised in Japan. He said, "You know, people don't know what it's like when your face, when you, when you look different, how you're treated." Yeah. See, when you know it. Even for me, I can I can say I don't mind it. But you said, but when you're the guy wearing the face, the face, it's a whole different yeah, a whole different world.
0: Yeah, and you're unfortunately, treated. as as much as we are evolving, there are there is still that element yeah that's out there.
1: Yeah, I'm just glad that I was at least brought up in an environment yeah. where I was exposed to it. And I, it yeah. you know, even if you don't realize it, I think that's a lot of it too. Is like it doesn't be shoved in your face, meaning that like. It doesn't have to be full exposition. It's just like, just be around it. Just be exposed to it. Just participate in it. Because then, then, you then it realize, you'll realize
0: you realize that on your own. They're like, oh, yeah, these people are... It doesn't scare you. Yeah. You're not afraid to be like put me. into
1: situations, you know, uh, where it, it, it matters. But, you know, anyway. Well, I'll tell you how fortunate I was, though. Now, my mother, I told you, she, she was first
3: generation from parents from Italy. My father, on the other hand, was Scotch-Irish background born and raised in Milliv- Milledgeville, Georgia
2: <laughs> southerner
3: his and I have a book that takes the family way back Civil War and everything and yet I was raised by a, a, a man who grew up in the south never ever yeah uh, you know, with six sons never had a word out of his mouth about anything racial I mean it was just yeah you know and never <laughs> I never experienced you know, wherein some people are, gro- where do they learn it? Well, that, that's it that's the, the whole house. thing is you learn that. But my father from was also a World War One veteran. He and I had no idea, you know, what he went through because they never talk about it. You know, you, you know what people are going through now, coming back with problems, PTSD. Yeah, and, yeah. So I happened to recently, and I have his discharge, and he was in France. He was in the Meuse Argonne. Apparently, wow. it's on. It's on there. It says that he was in that. He was 27 years old when he went in the service. And recently, uh, PBS did a did a um, uh, a documentary on what they call the Great War, which is World War One. Right. And you see this stuff, and you read, oh my
0: God, this is what my
3: father went through.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are people like that's just that that was a thing that that happened from World War One on to up until probably Persian Gulf, I would say, where people didn't talk about it. No, so you don't you yeah. don't share your feelings on it. Like yeah. nobody. From I Vietnam knew he wants was there, and, and I knew he had been in
3: France because
0: he he had, he had a southern
3: drawl, and once in a while he'd. My father liked to tell jokes. Incidentally, I think some of this, this that's genes, this funny genes. Came from my father. Hey. He was a jokester. Yeah, he'd um, uh, corny jokes. So I'm no corny one. I, you know, I always say oh, that's a that's a jack joke. That's when it's really corny. It's a jack. joke. And listen, well,
1: my dad was such a good actor that when he was on stage once, I believed that he was going to leave my mom. That's how. That's how much. Yeah, that's to, how good. Can I tell a, that story? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, because I wrecked a play. Go ahead.
3: <laughs> no, you didn't, you didn't wreck it. He, it was. It was fun. I was doing. A Billy Crocker and Anything Goes, and that's the romantic lead. I even had to shave my beard, which so, is
0: you've always had. You've always had facial hair, oh, um, f- yeah. for a
1: long, long time. Tell, tell them why. Tell him wh- who inspired your beard.
0: Well, the reason. Uh, what well, movie
1: inspired your beard?
3: Yeah, the uh, well, the reason I grew it. I always I did a lot uh, in business. I had to meet with a lot of people, and I always look here like I hadn't shaved, and nowadays. That's the look. Yeah. yeah. So I grew this. Of course, I had dark hair then. But I, I, the 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 one I saw and I read it was the French Connection. The
0: bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's a neat look from the guy. movie with uh, Gene Hackman yeah. and yeah, yeah Popeye and Popeye and Doyle. I don't know who
1: that was that. But he
3: was, I the, with
0: the, he bad was the bad guy. He was the bad guy. And, and You were like, that's a smooth. And to be look. clear,
1: for those who can't see, but you, I look, that's a. Is that I, called a goatee, of Van Dyke? What are those things called? Well, I,
3: mine I call a goatee. Yeah, this was a little bit wider, and I've tried that, but it doesn't. You know, I. That's
1: the bad guy part. The wide it, part is a little bit more I have sinister,
3: here and I don't have enough here because you know the mixture between Italian and Scotch Irish. You know, my yeah. brother being very really fair. Um, yeah. Skin wise And and as a person A very nice person
1: <laughs> But the best thing About, about what yeah. he would Have to shave uh, Was that it was Quite an event Around the house So he would shave His beard The kids would go nuts the Yeah dog, he looked Totally different The dog hated him Like my yeah.
3: dogs hated. I hate shaved you. it off The dog I came out of the bathroom When I shaved it for that And started barking at me <laughs> Didn't recognize me.
0: So you were doing this? As, but and this right, was I was doing
3: this, and and you know we had we had community theater and musical theater. In is this in Chicago
0: or is this in Wisconsin? No, no this view. is in Chicago. Chicago, okay. back in my Chicago days. Okay.
3: And so uh, Brian was fairly young, and they they're out in the audience, and one of my lines was I was I said to this young girl, "I'm in love with you, and I'm going to marry you," and out of the audience comes this little voice. You can't marry her, Daddy. You're married to Mommy. Oh, my well, it God. The order, it just... The audience just.
0: I mean, yeah.
3: It was fun. It's I my mean, first they, joke. They loved it. You your know? first
0: joke that you didn't know you were joking about.
3: <laughs> they, I don't know how The first you time you were accidentally
0: there. funny. But well, it had to have been
1: less than now, eight.
3: Now, when you're on stage and you're performing and somebody does that to you. Good luck keeping it together. Where do you. Yeah. How do you gain your. Now you got to gain your composure. Go, yeah. Me. Yeah. I mean, that's show business. Right? I mean, you guys, it had to go on. It's community <laughs> no, theater. You can't but just. That stop. was. That, that was a funny. speech. Another time, what was I doing? That was when we were, uh, I was, oh, I think I was doing um, a meal in in South Pacific. These uh, are some classics. Another, yeah, well, that's what they did, the the community theaters. So I'm up there performing, and I look down, and here is this guy, little guy laying on the floor, sound asleep.
1: And I looked down. So clearly I I was not as emotional. it. It
3: almost broke me up because I'm saying, you know. Uh, but yeah, it was fun doing, you know, it was, it was, I was never a professional, but you enjoyed it, but I did. And, but the thing is prior to that, I was performing in front of people, but, but, you know, having
1: a big family and then we got inv what our kids got involved in, we, we got involved. Is that what yeah. bro, Is that, that's a curious, so I actually never asked you about that. That's how do you go from being so afraid, deathly afraid of being talking in public, to all of a sudden performing on stage and doing were song you, and you dance? Were you afraid
0: to talk in public? Yeah, really? yeah. Oh, I mean, did, it, when uh, you were oh, when you were a kid and you didn't say anything. I assume that's right. just because your brother was so talkative. Yeah, a lot of times, just the like, opposite. My brother was very quiet, you know, uh, growing up, yeah. and then he, and I suspect he's loud you loud weren't. Now, right? What's him? I suspect you weren't. No, I, I was a bit of a, <laughs> you know. But any no, it, it, but there's
3: several things that changed by getting involved you know and and sure. it seemed like each time we got involved whether it was scouting or PTA you know and all that stuff
0: suddenly you were asked so that, that well, you, PTA, those you were the PTA ones who were always deep.
3: asked to be you know
0: once take you charge, say yes to one thing when yeah. you have kids involved they're like oh these guys they'll say yes to anything get them get them the yeah. other thing yeah. in like community pops.
3: theater to get men to for major parts hard you didn't you didn't you didn't uh, audition
0: it was like, "Hey Jack, <laughs> would you could you please please do yes, the
1: audition?" But I don't even sing. Well, no, know? because
0: the because the male no. ego back then was like acting is for sissies. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And I have a job boring concrete, mm. so no. But we had
3: a we did have a fair amount of people that got involved, but a lot of them were more like uh, they because of their looks were more the character actor part. That's what but I, I am did today do. Today in like anything goes, <laughs> I did anything goes once as as the romantic lead, and once as Moonface Martin, the, the comedic lead. And that was for the same group that I had done Emil. So you see, the, and of course being in the art business, we also designed and built and painted the scenery. That was the fun part of it. You did everything.
0: Yeah. It was a, it was, you were all involved. You all had a good time. You know what I mean? It was like you'd get together, you'd do make the scenes, and it was like it was fun. Well, what was interesting is that the Catholic Church had
3: the one group, and we had a young priest who left left the priesthood. He loved theater, you know, and and uh, he left because he, he tried working <laughs> with kids, and the old guy he was didn't want any part. Yeah, but then the and then the Methodist Church. They even had a theater, they had a theater, you know, it had this a, is like sharks uh, and jets. As going they say, over competition here. over there. Yeah. yeah, it was. But the funny thing was, <laughs> so you worked both we both, we all both work both sides. So one time I was helping with the Methodists, we were building the scenery and needed paint. And he said, Well, go to the paint store and just charge it to us. So I go in and I said, I ordered what I wanted. and I said, and charge it to the Methodist Church. And the guy looks at me and he must have been a parishioner of our church he he's said, like right buddy he said wait a minute yeah what are you trying to pull here I said no oh well, he no. thought that you're yeah he's like, no, he it's thought, like and then that guy's going to pay for it Like, yeah oh, no okay. he was he, yeah. he, he, he laughed but he he, he said but he knew that I didn't belong there right well but,
2: well, but it was like yeah.
3: even though they were sponsor, I mean they were they were the church the church is really although when I did when I did um, uh, South Pacific they had a young, the, the, the uh, a pastor and his wife very young. She played Nellie, and she had never done theater. She was so nervous. Yeah, and when we were waiting, when they were opening the curtain, she was holding my hand. I thought she was going to squeeze my hand.
0: Off. But I mean, I'm sure that but, was kind of the case it was with a lot because of those people. It was, it was just like not
3: comfortable. It was theater. It was it was good. I mean, we did. Uh, we one of the women, one of my neighbors, had worked for CBS. It was a director. She she she. You had people that were involved that had been professionals. Nice. And so
0: you got you learned, but it was there was a there was a. A higher level of quality than a lot of community theater, which is just sort of
2: right. Laughable. It was it was
0: fun. I enjoyed
3: you know that that um, part of my my life. So and, as you can see, I was inspired. and we did get did get some of our kids involved. Yeah, and Joe um, guess, played a tree. Yeah, <laughs> the only time my wife ever got involved and she was behind the scenes. And anybody that is in theater, and you guys know this because of your experience. She said, "It's it's a disaster until opening controlled right? chaos," and she said, "Oh my god, how, how is this going to happen? How will this ever happen? Yeah, it oh, it does that, <laughs> since <laughs> the <laughs> beginning since the first that was the
1: only time your mother ever worked and she does she said, this she is did, crazy. It's a different environment though. You have to kind of, you have to roll with that if you yeah. if you're not yeah. if." if if too much structure is your thing it's not going to work you
0: can't but since the beginning of like you're saying like since the beginning of film since they started <laughs> shooting anything since vaudeville it was never about you know uh as being as prepared as you could be it's like you got to do it cuz you got to do it yeah. so it's like if that if you can't sort of rise up to that and be like, okay, we're going. We're not ready. I don't know my lines. We got to go anyway. Yeah. Boom. Like, yeah, but you know, it's
3: almost, you can relate that to sports. Yeah. Because you can look ragtag, it can be totally just, but when, you, when you're on the field, when this is it, something yeah. happens. Something happens to people.
0: Yeah, and, and the, it's the adrenaline too when you're, when you're in a situation like that, especially yeah. with a live audience. But it's right. also like, it just goes to, I'm literally amazed that anything gets made ever. When I walk walk onto a set, when I walk on, I'm amazed that anything gets put together, shot, edited, put out yeah, on yeah. TV. I'm always fascinated.
1: By the way, side note, since we are ha- talking about funny yuck-yuck kind of stuff, so obviously uh, my parents came and saw you and I perform in Madison, <laughs> and do you realize mm-hmm. the possibility that the, before they came and saw that, the last time they may have seen stand-up comedy was with Bob Newhart in, in downtown Chicago?
3: Really? We did see him, yeah. When and it uh, was called
0: the Rush Street area, and yeah, uh, Rush Street it, was well, big, you, yeah. Be, but be, I mean, I only know because my parents live down there and they talk about Rush Street being Rush
3: late. Street, and that's where you went. And, and of course, Mr. Kelly's was the place, and typical of any place that has comedy, it's so small, and the table that you're sitting at was about this big. Yeah. The tip was a two-top, but it was really like a half-top. Yeah. The only thing they knew how to do right was to charge. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> We'll get your money. <laughs> two drink metals. But, I mean, of course,
3: uh, but it's always no, I feel like
0: my mom has talked about Mr. Kelly's and seen comedy down yeah, there back yeah. in the day.
3: I saw, I saw somebody else. We saw somebody else there, and I can't remember... Um, Shecky Green? I thought it was Shecky, but it might not be. The guy had, his face was kind of pockmarked, and he, he was the guy that did the phone with the phone, talking to his mom, mother, you know, whatever. But but I remember that it was so little, and can I swear on this? Yeah.
1: Uh, John has already six times. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: I know I heard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know Brian what if I was like, no? No, but we were watching, and <laughs> this this com- com- comedian was, and people were sitting in their circles, and this guy had his feet up on the on the. Uh, oh, and he says to his, and he had this kind of a this this comedian had this kind of a whiny voice. He said. You in show business? Yeah. He says no. He says get your
0: goddamn feet off my stage. Dude, you know. I've that is that has been. I saw Rick Kunkler do that. I've said that. Yeah, to people. Yeah. Oh, cool. You in show business? No. Then get your fucking feet off the stage. Right, <laughs> like, right. And that's yeah, the, yeah. but yeah. that was the first the only time I'd ever seen that. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. But because it was probably no. one of the first times it was. said. <laughs> but that's awesome. I mean, just to see Newhart. I mean, he still, he's still sharp as attack and still so funny. He's my still, age. Yeah. At I,
3: least. Yeah. Well, his, he just lost his buddy, though. Yeah. yeah.
0: I got to see Don Rickles right and before And, you know, the uh, funny right thing was, they away. were so
3: different, but they were really close friends. And I guess Rickles, as a person, was really... They, Mr. Warmth is that documentary about him. He, yeah. He, and, you a, know, a, but, he was a genuinely but that, sweet that man. was his shtick. It, yeah.
0: Remember, they used to say the shtick was a term. I don't know if you use it anymore. They, they do that was... and they don't. It's, it's got a little bit of a negative connotation now, but I do agree that, like... Don Rickles played a character who was a genius at insulting people. A genius oh, God, at yes. it. Like, the guy, and just, he's one of those guys. There's a few people like that, and I think, I don't know where Rickles is from originally, but just being from the Midwest, all my friends, my really close friends to this day have a way of making fun of you Smiling about it and having you laugh about it too—it's never. Well, it's that never was a the thing, thing with you like you he's attacking
3: you. You wouldn't feel
0: insulted. No, and was, you. You you would be insulted if he didn't insult you. You want if anybody anybody in the first three rows of a Don Rickles show was that's like just, please 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 look, look at me yeah. I, guess, please, I just look, got just I wore a white shirt <laughs> I got shitty hair look make fun of me make fun that's of me like that right. that's it's it's basically an audience of my brothers yeah. my brother has always loved being pointed out by a comic and mocked he's never had a problem with yeah. it. Like it's crazy how much he laughs. He laughs. I always laugh people can, get
1: a, when people are at clubs and, and and they go into the audience and people get really upset. There's,
0: people, are, it happens a lot in Hollywood. People are too cool for school. Yeah, but my yeah. whole thing is that when you
1: when you cross the threshold of going into a comedy club, you're supposed to just let go. Yep. Like that's
0: everything goes at that point. Like that's. that's but you're talking like, about people who were brought there by a wife who's like, "I really like this comic," and then that comic makes. Well, fun you of know it, like, Fuck this guy. Yeah, I guess, it was but Brian
3: uh, came to Milwaukee. How many? It was a few years ago. Remember? Oh yeah, I roasted and, you guys. And we went. Night. Yeah, and we're sitting back there and just laughing. Yeah. And and these people are looking back, like, because he pointed us out, you know, and and he's the way he thinks he's, and they're like, almost not saying it, but saying, like, "You're letting your son talk to you yeah, like
0: that." Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why not? It's it's one of the things that it, it's it, it it a little it a little bit gets to me a little bit. Like if someone knows my mom. Uh, or my my dad was in the audience back back in the day, but even my mom now, or my brother, if they know that they like, I will just like they'll hear a joke, and then they'll look at my mom and like want to see her reaction to it. Like I'm like, sh- the woman has a sense of humor. She gave birth to two idiots. It's like she's she's had to deal with us. She's not gonna sit there with her arms crossed and a pout on her face. Like she's there to have well, a good time. And, and you I'm, know what
3: my wife says? People when people ask her how do you, my God how did you survive with her? She had sense of humor you got to have a sense of humor. How could if you not? you don't not? have
1: a sense of humor... Oh, it's a miserable life. Seven kids? Look, and look, there are parents... I, I remember, and I'm sure we've all had friends where their parents, nothing was funny to them. Oh, man. Their, everything that oh, the yeah. kids did was yeah. annoying... And they were upset, and right. they just—they—I just, feel
0: I don't understand. I, never wanted I, their I, kids around them. Like it feels was just so like, bad. The, what
1: did you have them for if you didn't want
2: him
0: around? <laughs> or also, if you—or if you can't laugh at the nonsense. Like there's stuff that my neighbors and my mom and my dad used to bring up, like that, that happened, like when him interrupting your play. Like some somebody told my dad, my dad said did something said something dumb, and his buddy goes, "Hey, you're really alert, huh?" And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't don't call my dad alert, man." And like it was like I was a little kid, I didn't understand the me, but like they still talk about that. Every day. You know what I mean? Like yeah, every time right. I'm home, I hear that story. And, like, if you can't laugh at stuff like that and laugh at the stupid shit that kids do. What are you doing having yeah. kids? Like that's, right, right. That's the joy of it. Is like <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember, remember idiots. <laughs> remember Dad? I
1: won't. I won't say his name on here. Remember we had that one of my friends. His parents kicked him out on Christmas, and we had he had us to go <laughs> stay with us. Yes, right? so yes. Like Stuff like that. Kicked him out on
0: Christmas. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, like look, they were Thanks. weird. They was Ebenezer. they were weird parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and but, they, but again, they were ones that you always wondered. Like, did you did you did your parents ever really want kids? <laughs> Didn't they like, also keep the lights off in the house or something? No, no, no. That was that was the people across the street. I, I'm not going to drop oh. any names, but. but but, anybody, but they no. were a little more tolerant of their kids at least they were uh, present oh. but his his two parents were never home like we you know he, he takes latchkey to a whole nother level it was latchkey right. 24 he just four lived hours in the house day. by himself yeah. never really saw them they, they they it was like one of those ones where they had kids but they never wanted to stop living their own lives and so anything he did he was feral right so eventually give give any child idle time they're going to get in trouble <laughs> oh, right man. of course but yeah. but the thing was is like he we was just like I, I remember him coming to our door going I I got nowhere to go you know because back then you could walk yeah. come on in blocks and blocks and blocks yeah in, you know oh, wherever you we were going terrible. yeah we just came in and.
0: Although I bet he had a good time at the old Irwin family Christmas. Oh yeah. Well,
1: our yeah we this is what I always said to my wife too because she comes from a small family. When you know you're around us, you got you better buckle up for a volume and activity at all times. It's bustling just, and yelling. Well, there's just too many people. We we're used to we, it was parents, a small concert. My parents, you know, um, were Catholic, so we had a large family, and it's just like you got to get used to the noise, yeah, the smells, like
0: a, a constant mosh pit. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> the people you know. <laughs> It was a lot. I still, to this day, don't know how my dad afforded seven kids, but, you, know, kids you heard when you said we were Muslim. Catholics, and I tell you, the way things are going <laughs> on now, that's what you want to
0: say. Yeah, yeah, I'm an ex-Catholic. Uh-huh. I, you know,
1: I remember we used to, remember we used to, Dad, remember we used, to, they had that. I don't know if it was Boy Scouts, it was, I guess it was Boy Scouts. They would, you know, they would have all these father-son things where like, you would have to take home stuff and build it together. And I remember them accusing my dad of cheating. And he's like, I am so done with this. thing, Like, who's...
2: Yeah, yeah. First
0: off, even if he was... Which? But I wasn't. He wasn't. But it's just like, let it go, man. Well, like- I had a friend, Chris Conley. He was in my wedding. Very good friend. One of my best friends. Him and his brothers were in my Cub Scout troop, my pack. We did the Pinewood Derby. Yep, That's, is that what they accused you of cheating did in the Pinewood well. Derby? Okay. And yeah, and the, their dad clearly made those Built cars. The guy, they had yeah. Formula. They showed. We all had blocks. That my dad was like, <laughs> yeah. "Here's how you cut a thing." My dad watched me. He helped me. Right, but like I Which did. Is it. What they were supposed, you were supposed right, to. You right, right. Supervision. But the, these guys showed up with like literal AJ Foyt Formula One <laughs> oh, <tell me> <laughs> cars that would just zoom <laughs> right down the thing. And I was like, "Well, okay." Wood shop kids. Like, that's, that's right. not fair. Yeah,
1: I know, but that. Yeah, I, I can't remember which one it was. I think it was one about, which I love back then. It
0: was either I, the Pinewood Debris or the Rain Gutter Regatta. No, we, one of the ones they gave us
1: was they, and I actually used to, this used to be a joke that I used to tell, and no one ever, I got, got I got it. the, no, I got, the one time I told it, the first time I told it, I got the greatest laugh. I was like, oh my God, I've just written the most genius joke ever. And love the, it. And then, no, nope, never, never again. Ever again? Like did 15, anybody thirty left? times in? You're like, you know, you really? try it over and over again. You're like, what, you're trying to recap. You're like, something. What, what, what am I, I saying differently that I didn't say and last just time? Never yeah. again. But it, what, what it was was they. I, if I remember correctly, uh, they give you, they gave you a bag of stuff, mm-hmm. and it, back then, like a kit. A kid. But it was like junk. It was like old nails, beer cans, like things that could kill you. Right. right. Not kill you, but. You that know, you
0: wouldn't give a kid a you sack give of yet. today. Yeah. But it
1: was. It was like a past blue ribbon can and like a little piece of wood and a nails knife. and stuff. And they would say, go home, be creative, come up with something. And I think we built a man out of it or something like that. And they somehow, for whatever reason, they accused you I think, didn't during we do the a, judgment of it. Didn't they, we do
3: like like a, like, a, yeah, right, like a robot? I think
1: You made a robot.
3: We made a robot, yeah.
1: My joke always was that they accused my dad of cheating. And my dad would never do that. He was an honest man. But I will tell you, that dog lived for another 15 years. And like, that was the joke. That's a great joke. No one ever laughs at it. No one ever laughs at actually,
3: it. Actually, I actually built an elephant. Was that what it was? Remember the elephant? Wait,
1: were we talking about two different things? Well, are you, I, are you talking about the stuff in the backyard for part of call? But you're talking about well. F- yeah, but first yeah. off, that's but that's when we started. Like that's was right. one of the many things where you were just seeing the hypocrisy of right, the church. Right. Right. But my point was that it was just one of those things where they're like, no, no, you, you're you're disqualified. You cheated. He's like, I didn't cheat. They're like, you cheated. And again, like the Formula One stuff, it's pretty easy because I see this at school too. Look at the projects next to it; they look like shit. We <laughs> always joke, and everybody jokes about this. But like in first or second grade, there's the build build your house and bring it in. You can always tell who the architects kids are because <laughs> right. yeah, the architect right.
0: here's my Frank Lloyd Wright project. Yeah, like, which uh, you Here's my paper know. towels as castles. Yes, yes, and you you always
1: know which parents made. The homes because it's just not right. even it's to scale. Yeah,
3: kids don't even know yeah. what to scale hey, is. Use so. a level on this. Yeah. What are
1: you doing? I had paper mache. <laughs> so yes, there are cheaters, and especially in Pinewood Derby, there was a ton <laughs> of <laughs> cheaters. Right, a ton of cheaters. Yeah, there's and nothing.
3: Derby. The intention was it was to be a father and son just a thing, right. you know. Yeah, and and uh, it it became a father thing. Uh, that the kids could then take and and, and go and, look uh, what my dad made yeah.
1: me. <laughs> but yeah, he's clever. I I don't have his building skills. Like I stapled a glove to my hand once because I put the, I was using the stapler backwards, didn't realize it. So mm-hmm. I have none of the skills and ha- I actually called him <laughs> right after I did it. I was like, you're not going to believe what I just did. I literally.
0: I live st- in a Three Stooges movie, Dad. Help me. <laughs> well, you know, you, you,
3: Sharon did the same thing. Well, you I, know how that they have these staplers that you squeeze the big hand. You know, out. the old fashioned I ones. Back, you know, had, you knew yeah. where the staple came out. And and she got it backwards. And she, the first thing she did, right, I was there, down in her.
1: She was doing something under her step, right through her hand. And, yeah, but and I and the thing and is, that. is I had my hand over where they come out, and I'm like, staple. Why is this? Why is it? I are just really forcing. But I kept going, because I was like, why? Where? Why aren't the staples coming out? Not realizing I'm shooting every single one of them <laughs> into a glove into my hand. Yeah, so I literally stapled that glove to my hand. And thankfully, it was on set, uh, and I went to the medic. and I was, was say, like, to
0: thankfully, so everyone could see that. And I was like, go, well, uh, I, hey, you know, moron. They,
1: well, yeah, I <laughs> didn't show the art department people. I, I went to the medic, and I was like, listen, I, uh, what should I do about this? Well, first he, of
0: all, you're not allowed to use a staple gun yeah, anymore. <laughs> he
1: just laughed at me. But no, so my dad, very, it's like, so he bit, like, in our backyard, I remember specifically in Glenville, you, there was, I think we had a car back
3: there you built. Well, what I did, I, I built a playhouse, and. Um, a sandbox, but I made it into. A, initially, was uh, a fire truck, oh,
2: nice. and then
3: for some reason or other, I changed it into a Model T Ford with a roof and everything. In it. So, wow! Well, I mean, it was yeah, all I just know, built yeah. out of. Listen, well, you're and, and it. made it simulated, it, painted it, and, and yeah. the kids loved to come to our yard and play. Who knew? Well, who knew? A parent yeah. putting in fact, some you know love into something. In fact, you know, when we that sold that house, you know, there's things sometimes in the contract where you they said one of the things that. That stuff had to remain. In other words, you don't dare take that. If you pull, take that out of here, the, the this deal's, deal's done. Wow! Done. And I, why would I take it out? Yeah. Because <laughs> when I build it now, now you know, now everything is plastic. You go, to the store, you buy anything you want. Made out of plastic, well, and nobody has the enjoyment of making anything. You know. I will
1: say out here though, it's every once in a while, because you have so many creative types out here, you every once in a while you'll see old set pieces.
0: Yeah, but the problem yeah. with
1: a lot of the set pieces, they can't handle the weather. That's that's the thing; is they get beat down pretty bad. But no, yeah. but also neither yeah. could
0: the stuff we had. Like, I remember going through swing sets; like we, they just rusted out, and like yeah. we're all oh, metal yeah. and yeah. Gru- like you know. Then we just get a new. One. Oh, we got a new swing set. Like oh, you yeah. Know. Oh, those things were, and those things could not have been safe. Like, and my neighbors, my neighbors were allowed to kind of do whatever they wanted, and like, they had like a, their dad sort of built them a half fort, and then it just ended up a thing with like nails sticking out of the. My mom was <laughs> like, "Could you not go up there? I don't want to take you in for tetanus shots every two weeks." <laughs> like. They Dif- still that thing still is there. It's still in that yard. It's still next door to my mom's house. It just they took the legs off it, so now it sits on the ground. And my mom's oh, like, man. I still haven't painted yeah. it. <laughs> uh, different time. Yeah. I love the m- m- merry-go-rounds. They got rid of them because boys would
1: just run on there, spin each other, and oh, just man. throw each other hurt. off. Of That's them. true.
0: You do. I mean, that was the whole thing. It's like, how long can you stay on this you, scene before you either get really sick or to fly off of those things? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or you'd go shooting, but yeah. I and the metal it- slides that were so hot in the summer, you're like. Why <laughs> I sizzled my ass cheeks yeah, going I, down this thing. It's
1: funny how they how these playgrounds have completely changed.
0: They've yeah. gotten rid of anything. They used to be death traps. To, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. who knew, right? I, I mean. mean, no one. We all had fun. It wasn't like, although one of the funniest things I ever saw is my friend Adam push a little kid out of the way on the 4th of July to get to a swing so he could do the Superman move, where he like you lay down on the swing and you start swinging. And then halfway through, he caught his hand and then slammed his head into the ground and then all, it looked like he broke his neck and oh, we were all dude. standing around him and we we're all biting our lips and he just kind of looks at me and goes it's okay to laugh, dickheads, and we just started laughing. Well, it's like dude. the kid
1: that always tries to swing and see if they can swing full. Yeah, I'm going to do a circle, circle. and it oh. ne- and it always ends. How does badly. that work? Sp- it, Spinal injury. Yeah, it always <laughs> ends badly. But, but then again, the kids make poor decisions.
0: That's the point of, of being a kid. Do.
1: How many? How much? Uh, you have seven kids. You, you, was there a lot of emergency room trips, or not really? Not you really. No.
0: Yeah.
3: One thing that happened um we had gone out when my brother Jim lived in St. Louis. Ooh, we just had kidding. gone oh yeah was, <laughs> uh, when when they had they had two sets of twins they had five children two sets of twins and one single. But we had gone there when Nancy we had gone there for when I Nancy, think for sister. one of the uh, for the um Baptism or something yeah. of one of the, one sets of the twins. And Nancy was, I don't know, probably about maybe six or seven or something. And we no sooner got there, and they went to, we went to the park, which was right by, and Nancy did something and fell flat on her face, and when she got up, her nose was
1: totally flat.
3: Oh, <sighs> Right to the emergency. Oh, <laughs> oh
0: man! Yeah. Oh, that. How but it fix came that? back. I don't know what oh, she did, I but it was realized. like They'd pop back. They, you, they
1: blew it. They told <laughs> her to
0: hold her. Hold their, A bunch hold of them. Stan Laurel doctors, like all you got to do is cover your mouth and blow. Pop back out. Like <laughs> the thing
3: is, we had. I think we because we had driven there. You no know, sooner parked the car, got out of the car, and the kids said, "Let's go down to the park." and i don't think we were unpacked yet
1: um uh, by the way if you if you looked up at my wall there, there's a south, south pacific, pacific record there. hanging up there yes i know and I, but that's the movie
3: version
0: that's well yeah that's and that's not your, the community that's, theater that's version that's not that community theater <laughs> well, the version
1: you know when Illinois. you think
3: of it i have the album from the from the from the theater that's it's your pinza, you know wait what'd you what did you say that with that, that was a, great basso profundo, uh, you know.
1: And I didn't know that... Well, and it, it, I can't remember. I don't know if he's still alive. Hal Linden from Barney Miller was actually the guy that did the original um, Anything Goes, right? Yes, He was really? on Broadway. God, I, I love it Barney Miller. Funny, like I, oh, it, it, I always forget... You know, because we grew up in a time where, like, if you were in TV, you didn't do film. If you were in film, you didn't do TV. If you're on Broadway, you didn't do either. And then you find out, like, that's not true. Like, a lot of these Broadway actors eventually became like TV actors and stuff like that. And then you're like, wait a minute, if they didn't make everything only in Hollywood. They make stuff in New York. Like all these things that you slowly over time.
0: Yeah, it like, was. It I mean, starts... it was
1: much more rare back then. But yeah, but yeah, or that you could be Lives and 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 have kids have a career. To, yeah, <laughs> um, but <Burl> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the whole reason why, uh, uh, obviously, my dad was out here is because uh, Natalie was able to uh, fly him out for the 50th, and, yes, there were a couple of Louis, Louis Anderson
0: stopped by, which yeah. was very nice. Nate Cordry, Aaron Hayes. Mm-hmm. Nate said if the Cubs and the Red Sox play each other, we got to watch a game. Is that is that what he said? Yeah, he's rooting for him. I don't think it's going to happen.
1: Wait, he's rooting for
0: who? Well, he's rooting for the Cubs to get in to play the Red Sox. He, I, yeah, but at that, firmly... that
1: point, he's not going to
0: be on your side. No, you understand that, No, dude, right? I understand how sports work. Thanks. Oh, okay. okay. Everyone's not a Cubs fan. Oh, that's boring. Um, yeah, so I, I thought that was nice. A um, couple other people. Yeah, yeah, I had a great time. Jeff was here. Jeff Cooper, uh, Ed, Jen and Eddie. Jen and Eddie were here. all well, showed up. We worked the uh, hot dog roller thing together. That was hilarious. Um, yeah, man, it was a good party. It was really, it was really cool that you could make it in. It was. Uh, I, uh,
3: you know, we've been here before. Sure, but it had been quite a while. Yeah. Since we had been here the yeah, last Yeah, you guys, because they always come back every summer for a yeah, little bit. Yeah, but we're not, and we're not able to, unfortunately, you reach a point in your life where traveling gets to be very different. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's already at, for I'm most people. That,
0: I'm at that point. I is. just going to have to keep doing yeah, it for another and, 20 and, years. And, yeah.
3: it, and, you know, when you see the way things have changed. And who can afford, you know, to always go first class?
0: Uh... And, Not me. Know, and, uh, uh, how me, about that, me. Me sure. never, far. My sister-in-law had to bump me up. That's the only time I've flown first class. You oh, have flown it? Yeah, I've flown first class twice. I did it. The airline bumped me up one time for something, and then uh, my sister-in-law flew me out on a lay down, L.A. to New York, where you could lay down. Wow. Really? And I was like, I never want to get off this plane. We all yeah. flew her. Oh, no, maybe we flew to Chicago from here because Pam had points or something. And I was like... Oh my god! I don't want to get off this plane. Like it was the best. Your world had changed. Oh over. my god! Was, and then the next thing, I think I flew like Spirit Air, middle seat. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, you know, and many of the people that were here, I we had met before. Yeah. Sure. I had met before.
0: Yeah.
2: It was I, good. It was a good yeah, sampling I was able of to, my uh, I was my life to, out here.
0: Yeah, I was able to meet you uh, in Madison, and and then uh, at your residence in Wisconsin during the worst. Top two three hangovers I've ever had in my life. With my brother Joe. With your brother Joe. Oh yeah, who was also hurting. But he was hurting the day after the first show. I had to make it through the weekend. Yeah. And then we came The Two of you changed positions. Yeah. And your dad pointed out, he goes, You know, Brian still posts that video of you throwing up. And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, he yes, recently, like, yeah. I know. Thank you. <laughs> Don't forget my mom's making burgers. Dude, I literally just laid on that outside and was just like, Okay, I can't. I can't, I can't. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, oh, just, yeah. that's all, right. that's all
1: right. We're almost done, Dad. You got to get that. It's got busy. <laughs> can I decline? Yeah, decline you it. can. It's a free country. Yeah. It's, it's... We're ha- we'll... I'm
3: trying to figure
2: out how to set it
1: up. Oh. <laughs> it's mother. i it. Oh, would you just decline, Mom? Well, oh, hey, Mom's got fun? to understand. Should podcast to her?
0: No podcast. Uh, well a little a bit weird. But yeah,
1: great party. Uh, Louis brought me some Emmy uh, cookies. Ooh. And, were they uh, shaped like Emmys? Yes.
0: Oh, that's hilarious.
1: I have one. I found one. Apparently, this is what I love about it, cause this because it wasn't an adult only part of a lot of kids, as you know. Yeah. The kids just, if it was out as far as they were concerned, it can also be theirs.
0: Well, yeah. So
1: they were eating some of my gifts, and then I came in, and somebody was like, I think the kids ate all of your uh, Emmy your, cookies. Ate all your gifts. I like
0: how it's someone who watched them do it too. Uh, also, I had six. Also, I helped them, yeah, just to throw that we'll out there. we'll blame the kids, but so I guess in in conclusion
1: it uh it was a great uh, it was a great fiftieth, a lot of it stems from John. see the podcast if the podcast didn't happen, the party doesn't happen, my dad doesn't fly out here, so it's all because of discussing whether or not i should you have should let a your party. wife do
0: nice things for you, man yeah Turns out i know you, I know we all feel like nobody should do nice stuff for us, but. Yeah. That's not true. You should let people be be nice to you. Now nah, was good. So anyway, well, it was a yeah. good podcast. Thanks for coming. Yeah, to the podcast, thank you Adam. for uh, thank you for agreeing to it. I appreciate it. I'm oh, sure it was my pleasure. He would still been in the house if we were to, right. Without, sure, sure, sure. That'd be weird. Of, like, no, we don't want to talk to you. Go he would just
1: kept oh, yeah. coming into the room accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, again, guys. oh, you're still
0: doing. Oh, there's a third mic there. Oh, oh. oh sorry. I started talking into it. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> Whoa! I tripped into this microphone. What Oops, are you guys doing now? I'm telling a story. No, it was great having you on, and and thank you for. Uh, helping raise Brian to be such an outstanding uh, young podcaster. Uh, I'm a second generation PTAer. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Those roots run deep. That's yeah, crazy. That's, yeah. Although my mom was in the PTA, but I have a feeling I. Well, first off, if you were in it right now, there'd be a problem. <laughs> yeah. Hey, do you have kids that go to the school? Nope. I just want to be a politician. <laughs> well, this is not the place to do it uh guys thank you for listening uh we've got we got a couple of emails we got an email from somebody uh sarah who uh listens to the show was talking about the she just commented that the packer viking game the day of your birthday party was super weird because it ended in a tie yeah. which uh tanner wanted to tell me about as soon as i walked through the door in his chicken suit he took no he wasn't in the chicken suit. he goes uh-huh. i just took the chicken suit off it was too hot now because i'm like dude you look sweaty he's like yeah i am but he told me about the game and then i was like He's like, well, I go, well, the Browns tied last year. He goes, yeah. And I go, but that sounds like something the Browns would do. Like, that sounds like, oh, yeah, of course that happened. But it was weird the Packers and Vikings uh, tied. It was, you know, NFL, I know you don't watch it anymore. But,
1: yeah, no, it was, first off, ties are, and I agree with Aaron Rodgers, a tie is a loss. There's, there's
0: nothing to celebrate. Like, no. They're, no. They're, but they're, also, in regular season for the NFL, I understand not going into. Okay. Well, we're done. You're done. Oh, yeah. Well, let's hold on. Yeah, right, hold no, on. No,
3: no, no. You can go. You're good. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Oh. We'll oh. Okay. Well, I hope everything's all right. It's, it's fine. Well, yes. Thank you. Without you, there is no podcast, technically. Yeah. Because you wouldn't have Brian, and then I would be sitting here in a house with strangers talking. Oh, sorry. No, it's, it's, you, no, you, you can open the door. It's on the other
1: side. Other side. Other side. Sorry, I forgot that flag. I don't know what else to do with that flag. I'll edit all this out. <laughs> <laughs> so what I was saying was, about, about the tie thing, I don't... First off, it was just a bad call. And, and, I, and, and there's a couple things that the NFL needs to work out. And all professional sports should work this out. There's too much money in professional sports to be allowing umpires, referees, anybody, to
0: Affect the make, outcome of a... Uh, and I thought
1: we learned that a long time ago Rice. in the Kansas City Royal saint Louis Cardinal game where it came down to that play at first base. You would have thought by then, with televisions and, and all and eyes on there... You know what I'm talking about? Like, uh, you, you should never so, yeah. let the result... No, I'm just saying, but yeah. a, a final result of a game should be over, over, over-reviewed. It should be looked at and and because it, it's just too much money, there's yep. too much on the line, yep, in, in professional sports. And so they made a bad call, and it ultimately cost the Packers a game, which ultimately, kind of like that Seattle Seahawks Green Bay Packers game when they had the, the sub refs in there,
0: yeah, dude, it
1: cost the Packers in, in the playoffs, it cost them a playoff home, position, home field advantage, home field too, advantage, right? Yeah. Yes, so it's like these things, there is cause and effect, yeah, they it's matter. Like if I'm making that kind of millions of dollars. Yeah, it, it should be done right. For me, like a lot of people are like, dude, I am so sorry. I, this is a really bad thing to happen on your birthday. I'm like, two things here. One, One I know how to move on from the It a was game. a sporting event. Calm yeah. down. Two, the Packers weren't playing for me on my birthday, so they were just playing their game. You don't game.
0: know that. You don't know that. Maybe Elliot called them.
1: Yeah, that's true. Elliot was trying to un- Aaron, Aaron,
0: Aaron. Uh, it's me, Elliot. <laughs> Elliot Irwin. Oh, this is just... Ann Aaron? This is not Aaron? Oh, this oh. is Aaron Hayes. Oh, sorry, Aaron, Aaron, sorry. Wrong yeah. wrong gender and name. Yeah.
1: But no, I. it was just, So anyway, yeah. The Vikings, Packers, whatever.
0: Whatever is right. Um, I lost my train of thought. You said? Oh, you said a listener. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh Sarah uh, was just... She's a, she's a Vikings fan, but she yeah. was just, oh, that's a crazy game, huh? Woo! And I was like, yeah. Well, yeah. NFL's a dumpster fire. No, so. no, it's not. It's good stuff. Yeah, most certainly is. All right. Uh, thank you for listening, and... Uh, you know, get out there, have fun. Yeah,
1: and and when you get older, let people do things for you.
0: <laughs> yes, do it now while you're young. Who's and, listening? That's young. And please make those airplanes with a double decker and pianos again. Yeah, if you if you own an air, so, airline company and you're listening, yeah,
1: <laughs> can't you just put a bubble in the front of it and add that? because uh, I want a job playing piano on an airplane. Could you imagine how scary it'd be if they made an
0: all glass like upper deck level and the whole time you're flying, you're like, God just make the whole plane out of glass, oh God, and then you just you just flying in like Wonder Woman's invisible jet. Because I
1: think a lot of people are like that's cool. Let's do it. And then you get up in
0: the air, and you're no, like, dude, no, I don't like going out of that thing in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> I don't going up in a fucking plane. I can see out of the bottom. Get out of here. That shit terrifies me. <laughs> Could you, my God, a plane
1: full of people who thought they wanted to do it. Now this
0: they're is like- a great idea. Oh my God, this is a terrible idea. Can we land? No, we're going to fucking New York. <laughs> ah. <laughs> The whole time, just people screaming. Oxygen masks keep dropping down because the yelling. They also forgot to not make the bathroom glass. Ever, the guys are sitting there taking a dump for 40 minutes, <laughs> staring at everybody else. Hey, he's got a jacket over his head. He's like, is this helping? <laughs> I'll cover my face, and then you won't have to pay attention. I can't see you. You can't see me, and I'm just going to keep pooping. And the toilet's made of glass so you can see the waste. This was a shitty idea. <laughs> No, it's the all-glass airline, it's great You can see into the cockpit, the pilot's joking around, playing grab-ass You're like, dude, you know, like Wonder Woman and his super friends It's the same thing, guys. guys,
1: invisible jet
0: Yeah, that invisible jet was a terrible idea uh, Alright, thanks for listening, guys <laughs> Have a great week Episodes are going to come out Mondays from now on Enjoy <laughs> <laughs>